Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. How's everybody doing? Clip. Hey, man, good to see you, brother. Booty, 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 booty everywhere. Ahí estaba, en el centro. Hoyo de gloria. Have you scanned your MVP card? Breakfast was three eggs, scrambled light with grits and extra crispy bacon. Clip, what's up? It's Bryce. I know, Clip, but people are looking for you to sprinkle your magic fairy dust on this whole thing and make it all better. Let's get to that conversation now. Here is uh, that. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Rock here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Coming to you on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're on 1250. We're on 930. We are live on PR927FM.com. And we'd love for you to hang out with us today on Facebook Live and YouTube. Subscribe to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube where you can catch this show. The Brian Bailey Show, The Whole Naylor Show, which dropped episode three today with Stanford Steve uh, as their special guest. Uh, you can see that conversation now with Holden and the Walk-Ons. We'll talk to Holden Naylor's today and one of the Walk-Ons. Drew Dodder will join us here on the show on a Thursday along with Holt. Got that coming up at four o'clock. Also joining us on the show today, former East Carolina strength and conditioning coach for baseball uh now doing big things brandon golden will join us we've been talking to the current players and also former players when gavin williams was on the brian bailey show uh, brandon golden's name came up and some of the current players have brought his name up as well so we want to catch up with him see what he's up to these days so we'll talk some baseball and uh the strength and conditioning and performance world with brandon golden we also got the big man on campus jeff nadu joining us to talk some college hoops it is victory thursday coming off a pirate road win last night we'll uh, talk in detail about that in a moment so nadu will join us and as jamie says in the chat oh god that purdue guy is back today that's right coach hud greg hudson will join us coming up at five o'clock to uh talk about the coaching carousel one big fish lands out in la and an unknown for the most part is headed to charlotte to take over the panthers gig we'll talk to sean about that uh chandler honeycutt joining me in the studio shirley rhodes is here a harp alex harper and the maniac zach who was fired up last night after a pirate road victory how about those freaking pirates chandler yeah how about them back in the win column much yeah. needed win is and it? Mike Schwartz was fired up last night. I don't know if you saw on ECU Basketball's uh, social media pages, but now he was fired up. He went into the locker room last night, jumping up and down. He was happy to get a win last night and hopefully get back on track. Uh, what do you mean by get back on track? Get back on track in a winning way because the Pirates were on a three-game losing streak after starting 2-1 and one in the conference. It was a much-needed win, and they got it. Mike Schwartz is... <laughs> He he was jumping up and down, huh? Yeah. How about those friggin' pirates? He's uh, he's not the tallest fella, so like he's <laughs> he's jumping up and down. He is fired up baby. in the middle of some tall men in that locker room. 
um and boy who doesn't love what was it uh 54 to 52 was that it was uh it was a game in the 50s last night in wichita but the pirates get it done and i keep bringing up that number of close games games that could go either team's way in the final four minutes east carolina was three and seven in those games going into last night let's make it four and seven now and let's uh keep getting that uh, number closer to 500 as uh, east carolina able to win on the road at wichita boy what is wrong with wichita state eight straight losses for the shockers what a shocker i mean that is quite shocking that they have fallen so far uh in you know just a, a few years time 54 52 the final last night um so your big three all in double figures barely for east carolina but they were the leading scorers uh brandon johnson with 12 ezra and rj with 10 uh as the pirates shot just 33 percent made five of 14 from the three-point line and three of eight from the free throw line uh, i mean the numbers were not pretty no. but the result is absolutely fantastic uh bobby pettiford we've been talking about him zach you you uh, brought him up the other day what's wrong with bobby where's bobby uh did have eight last night again nobody had stellar numbers but uh, good to see him in the scoring column and we talked about Jaden walker uh chandler yesterday six four one assist one steal uh so stuff the stat sheet a little bit in 25 minutes uh and you know made his presence felt also uh last night we'll bring on uh zach but valentino pinedo playing 16 oh. minutes and coach schwartz was, was was praising him after the game with three rebounds once again did not get in the scoring column yeah i i just don't get it can you check are you on the stats right now i'm on last night's stats. can you look at callum richardson because i know he got minutes too callum richard richard sorry. got seven minutes had two points and two fouls, two, two fouls uh, yeah. and our guy sear had three points five rebounds yeah, uh, in the game last night i don't get why sear doesn't play but uh, that, like so sear had 11 minutes valentino 16 and callum richard seven so spread out the center role there and i think objectively sear had the best night uh i guess again it's it's kind of hard to pick good nights from last night yeah um as uh, individual players but the team uh, once again, picking up a big road win, and now they are back home uh, coming up on a Sunday and trying to get the regular season sweep over the Temple House. We need that one bad. Yeah, and I mean, the Temple is a team that you, you go on the road and take care of business, but that's a team that can bounce back and bite you in the butt, so you got to take care of business and I'm still looking at. I'm still staring at the free throw stats from last night. Three for eight. I feel like that the free throws kind of helped the Pirates down the stretch, but it, apparently it didn't. We did make the ones that we needed to. Did miss the one at the very end. They had a chance to heave it down the court, but it was way short, and the Pirates got it done. So. Yeah. Uh, but Temple coming up. Yeah, got to take advantage of them on Sunday. It was uh, it was a fun night at Sports Trivia at AJ's. We took a, a a trivia intermission to watch the end of that game, and they had it on a couple of TVs in there. A um, couple of our teams had their phones pulled up, but one team in particular had the quickest feed. Oh yeah! So we all converged on the uh, the corner table there and watched it on a little phone at the end and uh got that video on our social media yeah. pages too so. had a nice celebration yeah to uh to wrap up the night last night um 
Valentino Pinedo, by the way, on the year, sitting at two points. He's got... He has two points? Oh, my yeah. Lord. All year long? Yeah. Wow. Two points, 18 boards, 17 fouls. But played played some key minutes last night. Yeah. Key. I, I mean, he played a lot of minutes. I don't know how key they were. <laughs> well, they, they were winning minutes for the Pirates last night. They were. Uh, so, the, so East Carolina now. So we are two and we played FAU on the road. Yep. What other road game have we played in conference? Beat Temple. UAB. Lost to UAB. Yep. So East Carolina, have they been? Have they had the lead at halftime in all four road games? I know we did at FAU, UAB. We did Temple. We were up big, yeah. Temple, we're up big at Temple last night, and then last night, yeah. That is unheard of. Now East Carolina's two and two in those games, but uh, up at the half in all four road conference games this year, a whole new world. We're in the right place. <laughs> and uh and in the win column after last night. Pirates now ten and ten on the year, uh three and four in conference play, which is just frustrating. Yeah. Like when they win last night, I'm like, man, can we beat North Texas? Can we win win that game? Can we finish at UAB? I mean, potential to have that record look a lot better but we are what we are again just like we said going into yesterday pirates can win any game on the schedule can certainly lose any game on the schedule i wonder what the crowd's going to be like sunday going up against chiefs and championship sunday it's at five o'clock yeah that's gonna be tough are y'all even gonna be there well i'll be there i'm uh i mean i'm probable okay i'll be there no question. Oh, yeah. I'm not even going to ask if you're going. <laughs> I know you're going. You got to be there. You want to be there. Oh, yeah. You said, uh, I asked you last night, you said you went to one ECU basketball game before becoming a student. Is that right? One. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that makes sense. You're uh, you're from an out-of-towner from what? Charlotte, Charlotte Gastonia. Yep. Um, how many games have you missed since you've been a student? Um, handful, a few. I wouldn't say a ton this year. I don't think I've missed a home game last yeah. year. A few though. So, also, uh, I saw this on on Twitter. You guys are doing a tailgate they, on they, Sunday. They, it is in the plans. That is weather weather bidding because weather is looking a little dicey around noon. If so uh, we'll see well how that goes. If it is a clear day in Greenville, North Carolina, you guys will be tailgating at what time? We would be out there from 1 to 5. Man. One, a, 1 until about 4.30. We'll go about 4.30. All right. Three and a half hours. Yeah. What's the situation? Like bring your own uh, whatever? Uh, we will bring out a Blackstone. We'll cook something. It's usually hot dogs, burgers. This week it might be duck. Straight produced by us. There's got by Killed us. Killed by you? Harvested, yeah. Wow, okay. That's that's on the menu this weekend if it happens. Uh, but we'll, we'll give you food if you come out. We watch a little a little uh, basketball during the day while we're waiting. Man, I'm about to go out there. Yep. Yeah. Right outside the like Town a fun Bank time. Tower. All right. Is, yeah, is anybody is welcome? Uh, right outside the Town Bank Tower, open to anybody. How about right. that? 
I mean, that's good. You're trying to just uh, raise awareness, raise interest. Get a culture going. Yeah, there you go. Getting ready for uh, ECU baseball tailgating season. That's most important. Yeah. Sean, could you uh, go grab me a... um, Or could you, one of you guys, grab me a... uh, What are they called? Starry? Yeah, yeah. Somebody give me a... I'm a little parched. (laughs) Are you? Yeah, let's come on there today. Uh, I think it was because we didn't have any drinks Monday at ECU Baseball Media Day. Yeah, I haven't had anything to drink since then. <laughs> I was still thirsty, <laughs> as uh, Arrested Development once said. Mully was able to find one. Yeah, well, he's VIP. Yeah, that's true. He's uh, he's big dogging. All right. Um, speaking of the big dog, he's down bad today. Is he? Yeah. Sick? No. Oh. Vince, right? He, he, his, his, his baby, WWE, and Vince McMahon. This hero is under fire right now. Uh oh. Under uh, some allegations. Oh boy. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate that. Um, with the Royal Rumble approaching, there's a lot of stuff out there on Vince McMahon right now. You can Google that up if you'd like. Uh, Chad says hello, PRL. Big day. Is there? Is it a big day in particular, or? Uh, I guess it's his birthday. Oh. Is it? Because people are telling him happy birthday. Or wish 25th. Happy birthday. Chad. Happy birthday, man. Jerry says it's ninety nine ninety nine if we sing birthday, happy birthday to you on the air. Should we give Chad a freebie? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's, uh, any, All right. Anybody's welcome to join in. And Hat. a one. And a two. Hat. And Hat. a three. <sighs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Chad. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Steve says, can't wait to hear Holton. (laughs) H-O-L-T-E-N. Steve. Uh, ha, ha, ha. You did spell it right today, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, he did. Um, Tyler says he called the last bit of yesterday's show. He also sleeps with a pillow between his legs. There you go, Tyler. Man, That's what I, a real man does. <laughs> a real man. That's what a real man does. So when you went home last night after a good pirate victory, a fun night at AJ's, how did it feel to put that, that pillow between your legs? Felt great felt victorious slept like a baby that's good to hear good to hear uh jamie says i don't know if this is actually true but it seems like college basketball overall free throw percentage is on a downward trend i see a lot of missed free throws all right jamie no stats jamie opinions jamie feels jamie feels jamie feels i feel like hey johnny stats can you get us... Uh, Show this man what's up. Can you get us some numbers on that? What are nationwide free throws looking like this year compared to previous seasons? He's probably got the stats ready. Uh, he probably does. All right. Um, Tyler wants to see some likes. Need some likes. I agree Smash with Smash the sub. Hit the, uh, hit the sub, hit the likes, and, uh, and hit the thumb. And... All right. Thank you all for hanging out in the chat gang. Sean, what in the world, man? So, yeah. hey, I got good news for you. I thought Dan Campbell in his introductory press conference, I thought he was a a meathead that would never succeed coaching in the National Football League. 
Yeah. So I got good news for you. I don't think this new guy the Panthers got is going to be any good. But yeah, I don't. I'm not going to say that, and you're welcome to say that. And um, yeah, Dave Canales, new head coach in Charlotte, new head coach for the Carolina Panthers, and um, it's just uh, it's a name that really just did not pop on the radar. And I talked about this yesterday um, when Dan Morgan was hired as the GM. Uh, this guy's name popped up immediately and, and rose the, to the chart up the charts uh, in the coaching search for the Carolina Panthers head coaching job, and that's because there's a, a relationship there with Dan Morgan and Dave Canales. They were in Char- uh, in Seattle for about eight years together, and um, they were able to you know stay in contact. Um, and the thing about Dave Canales is is that he is uh, only a one-time offensive coordinator. Uh, obviously, this past year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, was a quarterbacks coach with Seattle. Then went to a pass game coordinator position with Seattle. Went back to quarterbacks coach, and then spent last year uh, basically reviving Baker Mayfield's career. Did the same thing in Seattle with Geno Smith. Really good numbers from Geno Smith and, and Baker Mayfield. And I guess when it comes to the search. Uh, the biggest focus is on how can we fix Bryce Young? How can we elevate his game? And so I think they went out and got a guy that they think that can, you know, you know, revive Bryce Young and, and get him going and getting his numbers up and putting more touchdowns on the board. But, um, you know, obviously I wanted Mike Vrabel. And by the way, I, did that interview even happen today? It was supposed to happen today. He was supposed to fly into Charlotte this morning and get an interview. I haven't seen anything about it. The first thing I saw today is that the Panthers were hiring Dave Canales from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, so uh, I've seen, you know, the the biggest worry is, is he ready to be a head coach? Uh, Only serving one year as as an offensive coordinator. Um, He's been in the league uh, quite a while, but somebody I saw on Twitter said, hey, Andy Reid was uh, hired to be the head coach for Philadelphia, and he was a quarterback's coach. So, you know, people get hired in different situations, and uh, hopefully this works out for Carolina. He's a young guy, 42 years old. He started his career as an assistant strength coach in 2009 with USC with Pete Carroll, and then went with Pete Carroll to Seattle. And uh, like I said, him and Dan Morgan had just had a really good relationship. And I guess Dan Morgan, one of the – Maybe one of the reasons why he got that GM job is because he had his plan set in place, and that was to go out and get Dave Canales, and that's where we're sitting at right now. So, Dave Canales, Carolina Panthers head coach. Um, boy, you're handling it better than I thought. It's, I, well, I it's, it's it's one of these things where you just have to accept it. I mean, I feel like I did that with Frank Reich. Um, you know, you just you have to hope that things going to work out, and you hope. Uh, with this new GM and Dan Morgan that he has trust in this guy. I mean, he he spent eight years in Seattle with him, so maybe he sees something in him. And you look at what he's done with Geno Smith and Baker Mayfield. Um, Doesn't it feel like, though, that we asked, you know, who would want to work for David Tepper? This is the kind of guy you would have to get. Yeah. A first-year hungry guy that's going to go into any situation because he wants his first head coaching job. Yeah. And the thing about David Tepper is I think maybe he's starting to change because for a while there, it looked like that the Carolina Panthers were going to hire their head coach first instead of their GM. Well, they go out and get their GM, and there's no doubt in my mind that this is a Dan Morgan 
pick. This was all Dan Morgan's uh, process here. And so maybe that kind of shows that David Tepper's kind of maybe stepping back. And you want the GM and the head coach to be on the same page. And it seems like there's a really good relationship there with Morgan and Canales. So um, now it's all about, you know, how can we develop Bryce Young into a better quarterback and, and be the quarterback that I know that he can be. And how do you one, and, and get and get the weapons around him to be the, the best quarterback he can be. You still believe in Bryce? I do, absolutely. Um, doesn't doesn't this feel like this guy gets fired in two years? Absolutely, it has it all written. It has that written all over it. Okay, all I right. mean, it, to be honest, with David Tepper as your head coach or as your as your owner, that can happen to anybody. It could. It could. It could have happened with Mike Vrabel if we hired him. But it seems more likely to happen to Dave Canales. Is that his name? Yeah. If that is his real name could happen easier to him than a guy like Mike Vrabel, Bill yeah. Belichick, Jim Harbaugh. I think this is just a very uh, – this is a leap of faith decision, and um, hopefully it, it works out. But it's just – and the biggest thing is that, is one, he's not, the, you know, the the most hot, sought-after – Well, he is hot. In the, in the He's attractive. In the coaching world, in the coaching search. Yeah. Um, and like I said, he just kind of came out of nowhere. I don't, have you seen him compared to the other coaches? You don't think he's the hottest coach, Chandler? Hey, you look at great head coaches in the league. Sean McVay. Andy Reid. Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel. Andy Reid. Just hot dudes. <laughs> straight, <laughs> straight up. Hasselhoff, Baywatch, put him in a bathing suit hot. Andy Reid. Um, Jamie says, Clip, are you trying to bait Sean into losing it? No, I'm just trying to – I'd like to give my thoughts on it. And my thoughts are this guy's not going to survive two years there. It just feels like such a mess, you know? Yeah. And do you want this young guy cleaning it up? Now, what are they going to do as far as assistance? Is he going to keep the uh, the D coordinator? That's the biggest they like question so much? right now. I mean, I'm sure he's going to gather himself a, 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 a offensive staff. But, uh, you know, Evro's being – uh, looked at as a head coach in the league. He's being interviewed. Is there a way we can get back or get him back in Charlotte? Because he did have uh, a top 15 defense this year, top 10. Um, so that's going to be his biggest uh, his biggest decision and biggest uh, task is trying to get Evero back uh, on the sidelines in Charlotte. But I did see that um, somebody was thinking, I think it was David Newton who covers the Carolina Panthers for ESPN saying um, – that the wide receivers coach for the Buccaneers could be probably the top candidate to come in and be his offensive coordinator. But now, well, here's the situation. Exciting. Here's the situation. Now, is he going to call his own place? I would say yes. Who's that? Canales. Uh, Canales. Yeah. Um, I know that was an issue with the Panthers this past season. With Frank Wright, yeah. But, I don't know. I mean, it just... <clears throat> And, and I, I saw somebody talking about the relationship that you know with uh, with Tepper and and uh, with Tepper and Canales. The biggest relationship, the most important relationship in that building right now is Canales and Bryce Young. It's getting them on the same page and going out and getting him a weapon, getting him protection up front, and doing so. so they got a lot to do. They have a lot to do. It's a mess. So really, I feel like. Any hire, really, you're sitting there going, "All right, how can they fix this?" Because it's as, as messy as it can be. I can't. I'm ready for the uh, introductory press conference now. 
and like what is he gonna say to fire chandler up or upset chandler more uh, tony dunn will join us here on friday we'll yeah. get his thoughts on it all right panthers got a coach we got him <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen about him no yeah Shirley, get us the break. Newton says, just heard the best name for the new baseball team here in Greenville. The Salty Dogs. A nod to ECU, Pirates, and Pitt Community College Bulldogs. Newton, let it go, man. Just let it go. It's over. It's Yard Gnomes. Yard Gnomes. By the way, let me look real quick. Let's see what number we're on now. Jamie says, who's better looking, Clip? Andy Reid or Mike Holmgren? The answer is yes. You give me a big fat guy with a big fat mustache? Count me in. Um, good Lord. 259 Facebook comments on the Yard Gnomes post yesterday. People, calm down. Oh, man, that is amazing. Maybe we'll read some more comments. I go to newest. I can see some ones maybe we we didn't read yesterday. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. Jeff Nadu joins us when we return after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. (laughs) Earlier today, uh, earlier in the show, Jamie said he feels like free throw percentage is down across the country. And we put out the stat signal kind of like the bat signal Mm -hmm. but it's the stat signal for johnny stats and uh johnny stats on facebook says he's driving in the rain down 95 he's got a rest stop coming up soon so he'll pull over and get the stats for us (laughs) by the way johnny's just a listener he's an unpaid listener uh but he's our official stat guy here in fact last night zach we were talking about uh i think didn't we bring up johnny stats or something we did and and i said I said that we don't ever verify his stats. I trust him. And you say, hey, they sound good to me. I looked into the free throws. I tried to find it. I just went top free throw shooting percentages for uh, the top team every year. I tried to go through the NCAA stat book. Uh, Villanova is consistently number one. Yeah. Um, they shoot over 80% most of the time. They're one of the few teams who do. Okay. Uh, other than that, there's really no consistency. 2011 and 2018 were great years for it, but there's no like trend. So, okay. All right, we did some uh, advanced research. We'll see what Johnny Stats has when he hits a rest I'm stop. I'm sure he'll get a better trip. He'll be the official. Nate Dew follows college basketball closer than anyone I talk to, and he joins us here on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. How you doing today, big man? And it's funny because since 2010, one of the best teams in the country against the spread is Villanova. They have covered 
Uh, you you would have won if you bet every game they've been lined about 650 times. You would be up betting Villanova if you did that in 2010, and they are perennially number one in the country in free throw percentage. So no coincidence there. Would you? I mean, do you notice it night to night, Jeff? Is is free throw? Cause East Carolina wins last night, but they go three of eight from the line uh, in the win. Uh, do you notice it down, or is it kind of a team to team thing? No, it, it, I've looked at it throughout the year. I mean, you look at last night, Kansas State was eight-point dogs. They lose by 11. They were 15 for 23 from the free throw line. Um, no, it's perennially the same stuff time and time again. Uh, if you make free throws, you can stay in games. And if you're a favorite, uh, you can cover by uh, making free throws. Uh, or a dog, I mean. So, I mean, you look at case in point, the best team in the country this year against the spread, or one of the best, is LeMoyne. They're a brand new team to Division One. They're eleven four and one against the spread. Um, they are seventy eight percent from the line. So, the, generally, the correlation is if you make free throws, um, you are going to cover basketball games. Jeff Nadeau joining us. Uh, Pirates go to Wichita last night and get a win, Jeff. And I'm looking at Wichita State seasons, and uh, I forgot Mark Turgeon was there all those years before Greg Marshall. Greg Marshall uh, had an amazing run. Uh, at Wichita State, twenty-three and eight, uh, his final year. Uh, Isaac Brown in his first year, sixteen and six, and uh, they did make it to the tournament in uh, in that that shortened year. But after that, uh, fifteen and thirteen, seventeen and fifteen. Uh, what has happened to Wichita State? The obvious answer is Greg Marshall. Is it that? Is it? Does it have anything to do with moving to the AAC, you think? Uh, well, why the the struggles of a team that was a perennial top 25, top 15 team for a lot of years? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, moving around coaches. You know, obviously, the Greg Marshall stuff was problematic for them because it kind of came out of nowhere, and he was a really, really, really good coach. Throw in the fact that as that happened, they moved to the American Athletic Conference. The teams in the American Athletic Conference have gotten better or brought in newer teams and look they have a new coach paul mills thought is in the next year or two they'll surround him get better players look they're not exactly a recruiting power right you know you have to kind of really work they're not getting the recruits they're going to go to iowa they're going to go to oklahoma or places like that um but in this world they have to be better with kind of winning those battles and going out and helping in the transfer market they didn't exactly do that really um, it's a down year for that group, but I think all in all they've been pretty pretty successful. Um, it's going to be a down year or two, but I think Paul Mills is probably the guy long term. Um, but yeah, I mean I think a lot of this do just going to a different conference and they're being better teams. Down year, new coach, it is what it is. Jeff, uh, you know anything about the top team in the American? I mean, <clears throat> we got enough of a sample size now to say. All right, I guess Charlotte's pretty good. Uh, They have won six in a row after losing the conference opener uh, at SMU. And their overall record, 12-7, and isn't great, but I'll give them some credit. They have lost to Liberty, UCF, Davidson, Duke, Richmond on the road. Like, they've lost to some pretty good teams. So, uh, I don't know. How how good is this Charlotte team? They are at Tulane coming up uh, next game, and then uh, we will see them take on East Carolina coming up on uh, February 3rd. Yeah, I, mean, I think you're going to learn a lot about them. I mean, it's still pretty early in the season. Yeah. Um, you look at the fact that they played two really good teams and um, they beat one and lost to the other in SMU. Um, 
they're interesting because their coach, Aaron Fearn, is a disciple of the coach that was there, um, who was a disciple, Ron Sanchez, who was a disciple of Tony Bennett at Virginia. Next and Sanchez play. left to be an assistant again, right? It's kind of a weird move. So you look at how they defend. They play a pack line. They're going to be really good from the perimeter as far as defense. Yeah. And they're going to play super, super slow. I actually had an under with them. Um, what was it last weekend with North Texas? It went to, I don't even think it got to 100. So, yeah, they they kind of earned that same thought. Um, that was a really good win against North Texas. North Texas is not one of their best players, Ruben Jones. But they've had just the luck of, you know, they found a way to beat FAU, which I don't know that they do again. And then they had the luck of facing North Texas without Jones. Um, they still have to go play, uh, as you talked about, Tulane. They got to play Memphis. They got to play Wichita. You know, playing ECU won't be easy. They have to play them twice. Um, I'm going to guess that they're more like, I don't know, 12 and 6 by the end of the year. Yeah. And there'll be a team that will end up probably losing in the first round of this tournament. So <laughs> I don't think long term I'm going to be real interested in them. They've hit lightning in a bottle, but I don't think it's going to last. One game involving a top 25 team tonight. It's top 10 Arizona on the road at 9 and 9, 1 and 6 Oregon State. Uh, Jeff, anything on your docket you're looking forward to tonight in college basketball? Uh, yeah, I mean, Thursdays are generally the kind of um, mid-major night. Um, you know, I think going to the AAC game, North Texas, SMU, yeah. I mean, this game dreams, you know, first to 60 wins. Um, North Texas plays the slowest tempo in America. I mentioned they don't have Ruben Jones right now. Really good defensive team. SMU is also going to pressure you. They're going to kind of get in your grill, and by the time you realize it, you only have 10, 15 seconds to, to create something. So I think time is quick in this game. I think kind of a, a, a comparable matchup is Charlotte. It was 66-54 for SMU. I think it's similar. The only concern I have is these are both really good defensive rebound or offensive rebounding teams, and that could kind of throw an, uh, a fly in the ointment. But I think as long as they rebound at a decent level, this game is first to 60 wins. Jeff Nadeau, uh that will be an interesting one to follow. Uh, seen both of those teams come to Minji's and win this year. Was really impressed with SMU. Not as impressed with North Texas, but man, they were uh, tough down the stretch. Uh, just looking ahead this weekend, Jeff, at some games. Kansas uh, at Iowa State. Uh, you got Texas Tech and Oklahoma in a top 25 matchup. Clemson will go to Duke. Uh, trying to find a good headliner for this weekend. Um, I, I like to ask you this once every two or three weeks. Uh, favorite team, best team, team you like tailing? Uh, who, who do you enjoy at this point as we get into late January? Who do you like watching uh, week in, week out in college basketball? Any teams come to mind for you, Jeff? I mean, I really enjoy, obviously, the big conferences. There are certain teams that I think are just interesting. Like, for whatever reason, I really like Seton Hall. I just enjoy that team. Um, I like SEC games, obviously the Auburns, the Alabamas, the, the Kentuckys, the Tennessees. Um, you know, even like in Arkansas, I think they're an interesting team on Saturday. They're going to be getting probably five to seven points against Kentucky. Arkansas has been a mess. Kentucky can't lose two in a row, can they? And then they go and they lose at, at uh, Bud Walton, which is a tough place to play. I like, um, obviously, Houston. I like enjoy, I enjoy watching them. A team off the beaten path that's just been money against the spread is uh, – Eastern Washington out in the big sky. Uh, they haven't lost since Christmas. Just been kind of rolling through that conference. Really good offensive team. Shooting 50% from three in conference. Just really unbelievable uh, shooting team. Um, they're an interesting team under David Riley out there. 
Um, but you know what, Cliff? I enjoy basketball in general. Uh, I just try to find a game each night. Like tonight, a good game will be Gonzaga, St. San Francisco. That's not a vintage Gonzaga team. Gonzaga, anytime they stepped up, have had trouble in games. San Francisco's tough. They're well coached. They got a really good big in Adama Ball. So that's um that's an interesting game there as well. Jeff Nadeau joining us, switching gears to talk a little NFL before we let you go, Jeff. And uh, got some coaching hires going on in the NFL. A big splash uh, with the Chargers landing Jim Harbaugh and uh, a bit of a ripple, a, a pebble ripple, uh, as the Panthers hire Dave Canales as their head coach. Uh, Callahan goes to Tennessee. You've still got Washington out there who – I hope all the signs are true and uh, they can land Ben Johnson as their coach once the line season comes to an end. But I don't know. Any thoughts on these hires uh, that have been made recently? Well, I think if you're a Panthers fan, I mean, Dave Canales is interesting due to the fact that he did a really good job, I thought, with Baker Mayfield, kind of putting him into the right positions. He's had some success with kind of young quarterbacks or somewhat young quarterbacks. Um, they're going to need all the help they can get down there with, with, with that situation in Carolina. It also just hurts that their owner's just so bad, David Tepper. Um, obviously, I think the, the, the Harbaugh signing is, I think, good for both sides. Obviously, we know that he has a franchise quarterback in place there. They've had some really bad hires over the years, um, and this is finally a good one. Um, they have an interesting defense. I think there's a lot of excitement on defense they seem to get better players on at certain positions um but yeah i think there's still some things to shake out obviously washington they've got to hire somebody uh philadelphia has to hire two coordinators so um yeah there's still some things to shake out a couple other teams need coordinators so yeah this is a fun time in the nfl with even with the playoffs still rolling you can hear the conference championship games coming up sunday right here on pirate radio chiefs at ravens ravens a four-point favorite total 44 and a half lines and niners niners seven point home favorites and a nice total in the 50s there 51 and a half hopefully we'll see uh some hey man we saw some great games this past weekend jeff um hopefully we get a couple of classics here uh, you got any leans on uh those two games yeah I, I like san francisco for sure i think um you know, getting the lions out of that dome um kind of getting them facing a real good defense here and an offense that's just going to attack you downfield has so many playmakers um, even if even like a Debo's out or somebody, the, the Lions I think have seen their journey into the sun. They've gotten there. Good for them. I just don't think they have the ability to beat the Niners. Um, if you're going to give me seven or less, I'd be on San Francisco here. I just think getting them out of that building now you got to go on the road. San Francisco is an elite defensive team. You're not going to have all the broken tackles, the missed opportunities. And I thought San Francisco or I thought Tampa Bay moved the ball pretty well. I had the over in that game. I think San Francisco hits 30. Something tells me this is 31-21. And the other game, I lean both favorites, to be fair. I yeah. think uh, even though you'll hear a lot of Taylor Swift is, is a lot to get to the Super Bowl and they'll help them and everything, going to ba- uh, Baltimore is tough. This is a legit Ravens team on both sides. And this would be a great matchup. Niners-Ravens, I think kind of what we all wanted. I like the Chiefs, but I think their lack of weapons will catch up to them. Jeff Nadeau joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line here on a Thursday. Give him a follow on Twitter if you have not already at Jeff NADU. He's got the sit down podcast and uh, throwing out free soccer plays, NBA plays every now and then. And you've been uh, money on those too, Jeff. I've been noticing that. So uh, keep up the good work, man. I even threw out a horse pick yesterday at Gulfstream Park. So yeah, we do it all. <laughs> 
There you go. Thanks, Nadeau. Talk to you soon, man. BMOC, Jeff Nadeau, who, uh, hey, didn't hate the Canales. No, I like his answer. Canales is the quarterback fixer. Fix Gino, fix Baker, and like Coldplay. And I feel like he says to Bryce Young, I'm going to fix you. Yeah, and I feel like uh, if you can fix those two quarterbacks, I definitely think he can come in here and fix a young quarterback in Bryce Young. We shall see. He's got a lot of fixing around, Bryce Young. Got a lot. Got a lot. Johnny Stats is in. Last Stats to consider. Last year's average free throw percentage. I'm assuming he's talking nationwide. 71.7. This year, a dramatic drop to 71.4. So there you go. Hey, Jamie, good observation. It's down by 0.3%. Uh, we'll take a break, come back. More to go, hour one. Coming up, hour two, we got Drew Dodder joining us. Drew, the only member of the whole Naylor show, 500 or better on picks. <laughs> he is the sports mind of the group. And uh, Hulk going to join us as well. Coming up on the show, Greg Hudson will join us. Brandon Golden in hour number two. A lot to go. Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Pirate Water. Get ready to party, pirates. Go to drinkpiratewater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show. Welcome back. University PC Care has been Pirate Nation's go-to IT expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs. Let University PC Care take care of it so you can take care of business. Visit universitypccare.com to learn more today. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Well, welcome back into Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Coming up, hour two, a lot of guests to get to. We'll talk to uh, Holden Naylor's and Drew Dodder from the Holden Naylor Show. In fact, Drew joining us here in studio now to wrap up hour number one. Drew, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are y'all? Good to see you. Doing great. Uh, we've got Brandon Golden joining us hour two as well. Former ECU defensive coordinator Greg Hudson will join us in hour three of today's show. Uh, Shirley Rhodes, Alex Harper, and uh, intern Zach here as well. Zach, I was going to ask you a question just to see kind of where your loyalties lie. So right. let's say it's late November. Okay. Pirate football is hosting Tulsa in a conference matchup Yep. to kind of wrap up the year. That happened. And ECU basketball is playing, um, we'll say george washington at home in a non-conference game okay at the same time same exact time of the day yep what game are you going to football no matter how bad we are or whatever's happening okay so football takes priority over basketball yeah i gotta keep up the numbers 
interesting oh that's true your personal numbers yeah, yeah. is that answer because you have two football players in the building it right is now? not biased <laughs> based on the situation it okay. is not drew and alex sure. are staring darts at you right it now saying football, you better football. what if the pirates are two and nine going into that game football and basketball seven or what would they be at that point five and oh six and oh it'd probably still be football okay so two, i can't change before. your answer there probably not all right um it is oh no you're not done yet because oh. it's march okay oh. this is march oh wow and okay. east carolina's hosting uh whoever i'll say they're hosting usf in Minji's. okay and the baseball pirates are playing uh let's say north carolina at clark leclerc oh wow okay yeah. <laughs> where are you at same time what, what's the basketball record that's a important piece of information. I uh, will say, like it's this year, so they're going to be. So the game is not important. Ooh, I don't like to hear you okay, say so, that. So, okay, that sounds bad. But no, yeah, they're not fighting for a conference regular season championship. Okay, so if baseball, yeah, we're watching them beat down UNC. All right, I'm a little surprised just because making basketball look bad right now in my mind but yeah but and didn't we just do this where we said would you rather see east carolina go to the college football playoff the final four or the college world series we did. you I said final four yeah and but now you're choosing not to attend two basketball games you're also making it hard to well, okay the football one is i just prefer football okay do you know any ecu fans who would choose the basketball game over those two scenarios you just you would, would go you? to the basketball game wow over ecu carolina baseball in a football game when you only get six home football games a year and ranked point. versus ranked baseball I, first of all i don't go to a lot of football games because i host the four-hour pregame and host the postgame <laughs> So I I think I went to one game last year. It's just a it's a job. It's like yeah. it's a hassle. Basketball is easy. You're in and out. True. Baseball. If if I'm there, I'm usually doing the PA, so I'm working that as well. I like basketball because I don't have to work. I can just <laughs> sit on my fat tail and enjoy the game. So that clouds my judgment. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm I'm biased. That's fair from it's that fair, yeah. standpoint. <laughs> Drew, would you rather go to an ECU basketball game or baseball game? Uh, probably baseball. I love basketball, but I don't know. ECU baseball is pretty special. You're outside. Yeah. You it's a good hangout. Can, yeah. yeah. It's a great time. Yeah. That's fair. All I, I Look, I want us to succeed in everything. ECU yeah. baseball tends to disappoint the fan base less, I feel. <laughs> That's the that is, most obvious statement ever said. Yep. <laughs> um. Oh. I will say this though, Alex. I <clears throat> flipping around the TV, I could watch pretty much any basketball or football game. I can't say the same about baseball. Baseball on TV is unwatchable to me. I'll watch yeah. the Braves and that's it. I'll watch ECU and college baseball and that's it. I haven't even I have watched a interest. World Series in like four. I think the last World Series I watched, like from beginning to end, was the 2016 Cubs World Series. Wow, man. And I feel, I think that's uh, a trend across yeah. the country it's just i mean like if you're it's a tuesday night i'm not sitting for five hours to watch nine innings of baseball for a game where it's one out of 162 games where yeah. none of the games really matter and it's like i'm good but uh sounds like you're saying the experience at the ballpark 
puts it. Oh at yeah, a, a new like level. this uh, this past summer, I went to watch the Braves in person. I had a great time. Yeah, you have to watch baseball in person. Uh, nice hat, by the way. Thank you. You have a nice hat as well. We are Wood Ducks. Go Wood Ducks. Rest in peace on this day. Uh, when we return, we'll ask Drew Dodder what he thinks about the name Greenville Yard Gnomes. <laughs> Do you know what that is? I have no clue. I love these guys that like don't get on social media. I wish I could live my life like that. You called him the sports guy before this too. Yeah, because he's studying up on who's going to cover, not the uh, name of a team. Okay, different. His priorities guy. are in the right place. Okay. Uh, we'll talk to Drew. We'll talk to Holt. Big episode three of the Holt Naylor Show. Stanford Steve. Join the guys. That is available to download via podcast wherever uh, you get it. You can watch it on YouTube and we'll air it right here on Pirate Radio as well. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio live on a Thursday. Oh, wow. Derek's got more free throw stats for us. We'll read those when we return after this. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Did you know there's thousands of special needs children and adults right here in our community that love ECU athletics as much as you do? Robbie's Clubhouse is a local nonprofit organization that can turn your unused ECU tickets into a fun day for a family with special needs. If you can't make it to the next Pirate game, simply call 1-800-DOWL-ECU and donate and designate your tickets for Robbie's Clubhouse. If you know of a family that needs tickets to a game, call Robbie's Clubhouse at 252-916-9117. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, we are diving deep into the free throw numbers today in college basketball. Derek says, free throw percentage. Tell Holden we're on the air, by the way, if he wants to come join us. Um, 2024, 71.31%. 2023, 71.61%. 2022, 71.58%. 2021, 70.92%. Not a lot of change, but I guess it's up a little from 21, down a little from... 23 however you want to look at it i guess so uh hit your free throws boys let's uh win some games here down the stretch pirates were able to win one last night on the road good to see at wichita state they'll be back home coming up sunday right smack dab during the second half of chiefs ravens so we got a decision to make pirate nation i hope you make the right one i hope i make the right one coming up on sunday uh joining us now in the pirate radio studios couple of fellas from the Holt Nailers show. Holt Nailers is here. What's up, Holt? What's up, Cliff? How are you doing? I am great, and I uh, talked to Drew a moment ago. He joins us here uh, inside the Pirate Radio studios. Drew, uh, the best game prognosticator on the Holt Nailers show. So far. So, so far. <laughs> small sample size. <clears throat> but Drew uh, does have his head at least at 500 right now. Uh, great show today with Stanford Steve, and I heard... Uh, 
you ask uh, Stanford Steve some advice. It sounded like his advice was like, stay away from the NFL. Find <laughs> something else. Because he said the NFL playoffs, and specifically when you get down to this point, is, is one of the hardest things to bet on. Well, I'm the only one who has stayed away from it. I'm one in three right now. So I think uh, <laughs> you need new advice. Out. Yeah. Uh, Drew, you had Tampa outright. I remember that from last week. And for a while, it was looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, I thought Tampa would be able to move the ball. They did, but yeah. shoot, they just couldn't stop the Lions. I thought they would be better in the run game than what they were, but uh, the Lions were able to run the ball. And if you can run the ball in the playoffs, you got a good chance to win. Speaking Every of week. Tampa, big news today. Their offensive coordinator goes to Carolina. Yep. What mm-hmm. do you think about that, Holt? Honestly, I, so I like it. Um, I know a lot of Panthers fans don't. I actually, so he was the QB coach in Seattle the year before I got there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Drew and Gino both loved him. They like Gino had a really, really good year. He was comeback player of the year um, two years ago when he was the quarterback coach there. And I remember being in camp and uh, they were like, it's a huge adjustment without him here. Like he's going to be a head coach one day. So I'm a fan of it. I think. He's a quarterback guy, obviously goes to Tampa, and Baker balls out this year. So, I mean, hopefully he can go bring some of that magic to Bryce Young. You can't speak to that specifically, Holden, but you have played for a lot of coaches that have been trained by guys. You know, what What makes a guy love a coach and say, man, we're really going to miss this guy compared to, well, I didn't really learn a lot from that guy. You know, what What did he do, you think, that, that others didn't do for Geno's career, for Baker's I know, career? Um, him specifically, I like Drew and Gino both told me that like he was a really good, he did a really good job of like just going through progressions during meetings and stuff. And some quarterback coaches, like I've had quarterback coaches, you don't even talk about progressions. You just install a play and then hmm. move on to the next one. And evidently, this guy uh, Corrales, or what, how do you say his name? I mean, Canales. Canales, yeah, that's Dave what it Canales. Is. Um, they said that he did a really good job of just like going through progressions, making sure that you know what plays do you like, what plays do you not like, and then if he didn't like it, go to the OC. Tell him, you know, let's not run these plays, let's run the plays that he likes. Drew, what do you think about the splash that the Chargers made, bringing in Jim Harbaugh? Yeah, I think that makes them immediate contenders in the AFC West. Uh, Whoa, I, I feel like Patrick, really? yeah, Patrick Mahomes has been running away with the division for like six years straight, but I think bringing in um, a Harbaugh brother that can uh bring some immediate impact into that division that the Chiefs have been dominating. Yeah, I've, I mean, Harbaugh's got the pedigree, obviously. I've, I've brought this up on the show that, look, my Washington Commanders are awful, terrible franchise. <laughs> Panthers are a terrible franchise right now. But the most disappointing franchise in most of my football watching life could be the Chargers. Just think about having Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, LaDainian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, all those years – and really having nothing to show for it. And now Justin Herbert, I mean... And they went from those guys to Justin <laughs> Herbert, and they have nothing to show for it. Yeah. So it feels like there's like a ton of untapped something there that maybe Harbaugh can can bring out in. I mean, I agree. I I think so. I don't know if they can compete with the Chiefs like Drew's saying, but Jack actually called it on the show. We were talking about the storylines of the week, and he was like, I think Harbaugh's going to the Chargers, and uh, we talked about it a little bit on the show, so shout out to Jack there for, uh, for calling it. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe we should have him on the show. <laughs> Jack's got to be fired up about his Niners. Uh, let's talk about the games real quick coming up this weekend. Um, 49ers get by the Packers. Man, Packers put up a, a great fight the other night. And we just talked to Jeff Nadeau. He said getting the Lions out of the Dome is huge. You put them in there. They're playing with their hair on fire. You get them outdoors. Get them in San Fran. It could be a different story. He likes the Niners. And he likes the minus seven on uh, Sunday. How about you guys? Drew, you want to go first here? Yeah. Um, 
I'm waiting to see if Debo is going to play or not. Yeah. I don't know why it's necessarily Debo, but it seems like he has a big effect on the uh, the Niners' play. So if he doesn't play, uh, I would never go minus seven on the Niners without Debo. But yeah. uh, if he does, I can definitely see it. But I, the Niners will win, but I think the Lions will cover. How, how much of a fight do you think the Lions will put up, Holden? I think the Lions could win. I, I, got, I think I got them winning. I see Jared Goff has already made a Super Bowl. Um, I think this is their year. The the storybook, you know, kind of flipping of the pages of, of kind of what Detroit has been and what they are now. I think this is their year. And Jared Goff, that whole organization has kind of been slept on. And, you know, now they're in the championship weekend. So I, I got them winning. Um, Purdy didn't look the best. Even we talked about it on the show, too, is like he, looked, he had the yips half the game. And then when it mattered, he – hit checkdowns and he had one really really good throw which i was impressed with but i I like the lines here something i love watching that game on saturday usually we get to this point in the season it's obviously the best teams are still in it but also the most healthy teams and to see mccaffrey and aaron jones running the way they were it just seems like we these guys get hurt they get banged up and injured it was great to see those guys seemingly at their the healthiest they've been all year playing great and it made for a great football game the other night uh great to see lamar jackson uh healthy and maybe a, a healthy mark andrews do we know if mark andrews is playing he's supposed to play this yeah week. i also think so that is huge for them um can you pick against kansas city though i can I can't. No. <laughs> was it you hold that said uh, it's like picking against Brady? Yeah, and, I did. yeah, yeah. And I thought that was a good analogy where you almost you can do it, but you kind of feel dumb doing it, right? I mean, I mean, I think in Lamar. I mean, look, he had one. He had a good playoff game last week, but I mean, he's had problems in the past in the playoffs. And then you, it's like I said, like betting against Brady, and people are saying Mahomes hasn't played away game. Well, he just beat, beat the Bills away. Um, he has a track record of making the Super Bowl winning and building a dynasty, and Lamar has a track record of doing the complete opposite in the playoffs minus last game. So I'm still taking my homes in this one. You going the other way? Yeah, I'm going with the Ravens. Uh, I know they're minus three and a half. I think they can, can cover that too. Uh, that team has been playing lights out. It seems like every playoff team that they've gone against this season, they've just steamrolled them, like not even close games. Uh, obviously, the Chiefs in the playoffs is a totally different animal but i think lamar is going to be ready baltimore is going to be ready and that defense is definitely going to be running i know the lines are one of those teams you speak of 38 to 6 over detroit earlier this year in baltimore both san francisco and baltimore had tests during the regular season and and passed i remember the niners killing the cowboys the eagles uh ravens crushing the lions and uh some other teams as well and and yeah and san francisco uh, so and then fifty six to nineteen against the Dolphins uh, late in the year. So yeah, they have flexed their muscle against uh, good competition. Did not play the Chiefs during the regular season, so that'll be a fun matchup. Both of those games can be heard on Pirate Radio. You can hear the whole Naylor show coming up at six o'clock. Download it uh, where you get your podcast, and also check it out on YouTube. I was talking to Drew a moment ago. Holden uh, asked him how it's going from his perspective. Told him uh, hearing a lot of good feedback. Numbers are good. Everything good your way? It's been good so far. Yeah. Uh, having fun with it, too. Having a lot of really good feedback, honestly. Like, you know, we posted earlier, I sent him a screenshot of some people reaching out within like 10 minutes of the show releasing that don't that don't even live in this state. And I'm like, you know, how are you guys listening to this and all that? So, um, you know, everything's good. Numbers are good so far, and uh, we're having fun with it. Yeah, and uh, bringing on some great guests, Stanford Steve, today. Uh, we've talked about 
your relationship with him a little bit, but uh, how was that chat for it was great. folks that haven't heard? Yeah, it? He's, he's a great dude. Um, if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it, or it's, you know, coming on air right after this show. But uh, great guy. You know, we got asked him some questions that um, you know only he would know the answer to. Drew asked a really good question about you know how much time does it take to produce, and you know how much time do you put into one show on ESPN and all that? Because I mean, he's the producer of Scott Van Pelt, and obviously. Um, now a betting analyst for college game days, so we're all struggling on our bets on the show. So he uh, he helped us out a little bit there. So uh, it was a good show, and uh, gave you some advice, uh, namely have fun, yeah, try things, don't be afraid. Uh, and you see that come through the TV when you watch Scott Van Pelt and Stanford Steve doing bad beats or are uh, doing a segment here. You see it on college game day, and it is uh, pretty cool. He said that he can wake up, go to work, and have fun. Yeah, and that's uh, that's what we're trying to do too. And I mean, I, we film on Tuesdays, and that's a day that I look forward to every single weekend, Thursday when, when we release, obviously. But we have fun with it. I mean, we film for an hour, hour and a half, which we're trying to cut down a little bit, make it shorter. But it's hard to when you're having fun. We just go up there, and chat it up like we're boys, like we are, and uh, it's fun doing it. So yeah, we're gonna continue to get better at it. Um, so it's only gonna get better from here. Uh, you got a uh, guest four for show four. We do. We're, uh, wanna... we're hitting at us. Nisiu Legend, um, one of the best players to ever play here, one of the most popular players to ever play here. Okay. Um, probably one of the most popular alumni, Drew, would you say, to ever? He's up there, most definitely. Yeah, so... Uh, Alex Harper? Is it Alex Harper? <laughs> <laughs> no, we, uh, we're saving him for, for episode five. <laughs> Big long snapper special uh, with A-Harp and, uh, and Chandler. Let Lee. me come on when you can't find a guest. I'll be your emergency <laughs> guest person. We got you. That's what a good long snapper does, right? Just there when you need him <laughs> at, at, at any point in time. They didn't need me much when Holton was playing quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> you were busy this past year. All right. comment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and you guys have talked about this past year. I like the, uh, the idea of getting callers involved and uh, some good questions today about team morale during a bad year. And also, uh, interesting question to you, Holt. What do you say? Well, who was your biggest hater? Or, he like, was. what was your most memorable hater? Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, I had to shout out the anonymous local politics guy because he, he's but. still hiding in his cave somewhere. So we can't uh, – we're trying to find this guy to get him on the podcast, and he's nowhere to be found. So uh, if you know local politics guy, let us know because we would love to, uh, to have a chat with him. Yeah. There's local politics, bud. There we go. <laughs> The man uh, running with the conspiracy theory that Holden Aylers was the starting quarterback for East Carolina University because his father is the PA <laughs> announcer, which I do a little PA at ECU. Does that mean my daughter could be a star she pro- volleyball or basketball player? I mean, how many connections you got? You got, you got to get <laughs> them in politics, place. Man. Local politics. I, I need to talk to the puppet master, Morgan, about how he orchestrated this whole thing. <laughs> Um. Yeah. First of all, she's not six foot eight, so that's uh, <laughs> that's the biggest issue going right now. Uh, Holden Naylor's Drew Dodder joining us here in the Pirate Radio Studios. Uh, Drew, obviously, you know football uh, on the field, off the field. What else are you following right now in the sports world? You watching college hoops, NBA? You follow any of that? Uh, I'm a little into college basketball, but I really love NBA too. I have a lot of fun with uh, NBA. I know I haven't said too much about it on the podcast, but uh, NBA, if it's a second sport that I follow is probably NFL than NBA. Or New York Knicks? We know. I can't, come out. I can't take know. the Knicks over Nuggets tonight, <laughs> man. Um, what are the Knicks doing this year, Holden? They're doing good. They're 27-17 yeah. since the trade. They're 10-2. and uh, They got a big one versus the Nuggets tonight. The Nuggets are 30-14. and 14. They got them in Madison Square Garden, and I got the Knicks 
um, money line. You've been to a game at MSG? No, it's on my bucket list. Yeah. It's, uh, that's on my bucket list. Gotta be. be a cool place to go watch a game. So, Drew, are you one of these new age guys that likes players, or do you have a team? Uh, I don't really have an NBA team. I do like players. Uh, I think LeBron's the GOAT. Um, yeah, uh, I just Ooh. love watching ball. All right, <laughs> really fair enough. Uh, yeah, if you get real bored on the whole Naylor show, you can start that debate. It's been done on every show. <laughs> yeah. Might as well get yeah, done on that. So uh, talked about. Holden, you're kind of an old soul. Are you going uh, MJ or LeBron? I'm going MJ. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, I'm going MJ. I uh, fair. LeBron. I'm impressed with LeBron and what he's done. Uh, I mean, you got to be. It's yeah. incredible. That, I honestly. agree, but his finals record just oh. just can't beat MJ, man. I think that's what it. That's a fair point. To. It really is. Yeah. yeah. Um, how about you, Hole? What are you watching outside of football? Watching you, the New York the Knicks. Knicks. I watch yeah. them every game. Um, I got two TVs in my room, so I'm either. I got them on one of the TVs when they play. Um, watch a little college basketball, obviously, the Pirates. I like betting on college basketball. I think it's one of the easier ones to do, even though I'm one in three right now. But uh, <laughs> after this week, I will not be. But New York Knicks, is I love watching them. I mean, I could watch them all the time, and uh, especially now that they're good, because I've watched them for too many years where they were brutal. So finally got some good basketball I'm cheering for. Remind us again why you are a Knicks fan. How did you become a Knicks fan? I don't really know. Um, I think it was like, christmas 2007 uh they were on on christmas day and just fell in love with the Knicks since so right. <laughs> that's about it that's it uh no ties just uh like the team and yeah you got to get up to msg that'll be good uh hornets by the way losing last night to the detroit pistons shocker for the second the time pistons. this year good lord pistons have five wins two of them against the hornets <laughs> that is uh the charlotte teams need a little help right now that is despicable, man. That is gross. Uh, Holden, you know anything about Ben Johnson? I'm hoping for Ben Johnson in Washington. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have any connections with him. Yeah. Or Actually, um, one of my buddies, Adrian Martinez, w- was with them in the preseason and really liked him. But other than that, no, I don't yeah. have – I think he's he's done good, has a good track record. So that'd be a good hire. Who else are they interviewing? Um, I don't care. About Vrabel. That's who yeah, I like guy – where does he land? Does Seattle have a guy yet? No, it looks like Dan Quinn from what I'm hearing, but from uh, back Dallas. to Seattle. Yeah. So is Vrabel not going to get a look? I don't know. He'll be somewhere. Oh, he'll be. I, I was hoping he would go to the Panthers, to be honest with you. I like the hire that they're having, but. So if he doesn't go to Atlanta or Washington, it's I guess it sounds like Washington zeroed in on Ben Johnson, but. That leaves Rabel and Belichick out there. Belichick's going to the Falcons for I, sure. I think okay. so too. But uh, what's appealing about the Panthers' job right now? Nothing. In fact, I think this feels like you. We say, all right, who wants to go work for David Tepper? <laughs> it would be a young guy going after his first job that would take just about any job. Like you wouldn't see a Rabel or a Belichick take that job. The guy they got from Tampa feels like the kind of guy that they could get. You know yeah, what I'm I saying? I agree with that. And like. I mean, he has proven success with quarterbacks who weren't good before him True. and has made good. So, I mean, Baker, obviously, and Geno, obviously, have had good careers, but once they got with him, they really upgraded it. So, as a Panthers fan, I mean, a guy that has proven to improve quarterback play, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would rather have him than a guy that's proven. I mean, I'd rather, have, I hate to say this, but rather than Belichick, who's only one with Brady. To Drew's point, do they have. I don't know. They got some on defense to be excited about in Carolina. Yeah, their defense is pretty Brian good. Burns, they were Brian ranked uh, fourth total, I think, in defense. So you got that, but like, they're, it feels like their offense is completely broken, almost right. Like O line, so, yeah. young quarterback. 
not a ton of weapons. Miles Sanders is a jag, just another guy. No first round pick. Yeah, yeah. They traded them all. Yeah, defense will be good this year. Is that kind of so? What answer Drew's question? What what's going positive? What is there to be excited about with the Panthers right now? Um, the the defense is always something to be excited about because we can hold anybody to where we need them. Um, gave up nine points to the Bucks. Yeah, at the end of the year, Mike unfortunately didn't score. J.C. Horn had Mike Evans in his pocket that whole game. Here we go. Whenever he's healthy, J.C. Horn's great. So, like, we just need everybody healthy. That's our main problem. And we need to get rid of C.J. Henderson. He screws the team up so much. Well, there you go, Drew. One small positive. They can do some things defensively. You just got to have an offensive overhaul, basically. And I think, I mean... Sounds like East Dave Carolina. Can- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave Canales, I mean, if you're him, I would be excited about Bryce Young. I know he didn't have a great year, but, like... He was obviously the number one overall pick a year ago. So, like, someone – he was either going to go number one or number two overall. So, he's obviously – a lot of people around the league liked him. And, like I said, you're, you've proven to make quarterbacks a lot better. I mean, he made Geno into a pro, pro bowler in year 11. Like, I'd be excited about Bryce Young, not as a fan, but as a as Dave Canales going in as a head coach, I would be. Yeah, are you – obviously, you're not putting everything on Bryce Young last year. Are you still – Kind of, are you in this corner? Oh yeah, I'm I'm full on Bryce Young. Okay. I think he's gonna be him. Good question, uh, Jamie. This will be a good one for the whole Naylor show if you want to save it for that Holt. But uh, you're talking about Russell Wilson and and maybe the stories about him not being well liked his later years in Seattle. When you were out there, did you hear any Russell Wilson talk? I heard some wild stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you see his apparent office or something? Did yes. Oh, so that's legit. Yeah, no, that's where, yeah we uh, – <laughs> so the quarterback room, I can show you pics of it. We can put it on the show because we have a screen and all that. But um, the quarterback room is, like, on the water in Seattle. So, like, we're literally, like, on the water, overlooking the water. And then there's another room right across the hallway that's massive, and it overlooks the water too. There's only two rooms that overlook the water, and it's the quarterback room and then this empty room. And uh, Bobby Wagner came in one day. And was talked to us, and he was like, bro, we're taking y'all's room. Like, the middle linebackers are taking y'all's room. And Gino's like, just go take Russ's room. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, it was just, it was literally me, Gino Smith, Drew Locke, and Bobby Wagner. Um, and Bobby was like, you know, we can't mess with Russ's room. And Gino's like, bro, he hasn't been here in three years. <laughs> and I was like, where's Russ's room? Like, that's actually real. And they went and showed me. It was just an empty, like, massive Giant meeting room. room over the water. And they're like, yeah, this is where he got massages. And uh, his personal coach came in and all this. I was like, Maybe we should ask uh, J-Max, see if that stuff is still going on. Yeah, we yeah. could. We could. Good question. Good, uh, good point. So... So what ended up happening to the room? Why can't you get in his room when he's gone? I, dude, I it, it's open, but like <laughs> Gino was like told Bobby Wagner, he's like, move the linebackers yeah. in there. And Bobby was like, no, we, we want this room. So no one ever moved into it. So no one's ever, uh, no one's touched Russ's room since he's left. Well, I got to ask, uh, uh, Bobby Wagner's pretty intimidating. Did he get the room from y'all? No, he didn't. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Quarterback no. still uh, reigns supreme. For sure. And Bobby's cool. He's a he's one of the cooler guys. I worked out with him every morning. Not with him every morning, but he was always in there, and he was always cool to me. So uh, him and Tyler Lockett were probably the coolest dudes, uh, like most accepting and all that. Yeah. Uh, some great vets. Been doing it a long time in the league at a high level. All right. Uh, we'll wrap it up with the guys. Check out the whole Naylor show. Get uh, the picks for this weekend and uh the great chat with stanford steve it's available to download right now you can see it on youtube uh tv and also holding when uh you mentioned it earlier about i kind of like the noon thursday drop time like it yeah. 
and you said you got people watching it immediately um people get excited about it look forward to it so uh we'll keep this thing rolling man yeah we're keep up the keep good work attacking we're uh just talked to Ellerby. we're kind of planning on building a studio here in pirate radio too so uh should be fun well good because i've been trying to do that for years <laughs> all it took was holding nailers to come around uh will that be like your room like russ's room or will no, i be no, allowed no, to go no. in you're, there? you're welcome to go in there. <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you appreciate that uh all right drew good to see you buddy thanks man thank you it was we'll, fun we'll talk to you again soon uh we'll take a break come back when we return former east carolina baseball strength and conditioning coach now a performance coach uh doing it on his own brandon golden we'll talk some pirate baseball and talk uh, about what brandon's up to when we return also greg hudson joining us hour number three more to go pirate radio live after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Be sure to visit one of ECU graduate Brandon Tate's U.S. Cellular locations and experience the highest standard of customer service. The purpose of the Atlantic Wireless Store experience is to inform, illuminate, and inspire. Find the location near you at AtlanticWireless.com. Atlantic Wireless, we go beyond the call. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. Busy show today. Already talked to Jeff Nadeau, Holden Aylers, Drew Dodder. We got... Former East Carolina defensive coordinator Greg Hudson joining us in hour number three of the show. And right now we'll head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. Joining us, former strength and conditioning coach at East Carolina, worked with the baseball Pirates, and uh, we'll find out what he's up to these days. Brandon Golden joining us today on the show. Brandon, appreciate your time. How you doing, man? Yeah, man, I'm doing great. Having me. Yes, sir. I wanted to get you on because uh, we talked to the current players each and every week here from the baseball team, and uh, your name came up. We had Gavin Williams on the Brian Bailey show, and uh, your name popped up again. So instead of people just saying your name, I figured we'd talk to uh, get it straight from the horse's mouth. So, uh, Brandon, I guess we'll start with what you are doing today. Uh, tell us what you're doing in the, the strength and conditioning, the performance world. Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. So, um, owning own like we opened our own facility about six, seven weeks ago now. Um, we're here in High Point, North Carolina, full-on 12,000 square feet, got cages, hit tracks, track man, performance area, obviously. Um, so we're opening that, getting that rock and rolling. And then I'm consulting with um, some buddies of mine that are still with the Dodgers with Wake Forest, High Point, Cal State Fullerton, and Appalachian State. And then, like you said, working with Gavin, Trey Benton, a couple other pro guys, and then just consulting and getting it rolling. Yeah, and uh, I know some of these current pirates have, pirates have checked you out recently too, right? You uh, you seen some of those guys? Yeah, over Christmas break we had Danny Beal was here, JC, Ethan Norby, Bristol Carter, um, Burles was working with Burleson last off season. You know, back when he was in High Point. So yeah, I mean the the ability to stay connected to the program, working with current and former players, has been has been really cool. 
So, Brandon, I remember uh, growing up playing baseball, going to the batting cage, taking some hacks. Um, this is that times a million, right? So, what are, when people go uh, to your facility and, and work with you, uh, what are they doing and, and what are all the numbers they are looking at while they, they do this? Yeah. Uh, so, the first thing we do is we do like a full-on assessment. So, we, we take them through how does their body move. Like, we'll you know, just look at every aspect of general movement quality. So, how does the body move? And then we'll pair that up with, you know, if they're swinging in here or getting off the mound, we'll pair that up with their delivery of their swing. And if they're not at that moment in time, we'll look at video and kind of console with them about what we see. And when I say we, Jake Washer and Ryder Giles are out there right now working with some of our players. Um, so we'll all kind of get together and Ryder's our director of player development. Wash is obviously our director of catching performance. So the, you know, the three of us will consult and kind of come up with a plan for our players. And it's, you know, it's the exact same thing that, that I do when I'm, you know, with Wake or High Point or Fullerton or, or Gavin or Trey or whoever the case may be. So to answer your question, Cliff, is like we take them through our our entire assessment process and then we come up with a, a specific plan for them that's going to help them get where they need to go. Brandon Golden joining us. And, uh, Brandon, just looking at your, your background and your old bio at ECU, uh, see all the places you've worked, all the things you've done. When you got into this, did you think this industry would be where it is today with the technology and everything? I mean, how much has it grown since just the time you've been into it? Yeah, I mean, it's no, I didn't think it would be where it's at, but I guess that's kind of how things roll. Um, it's grown tremendously. I mean, when, when Coach C hired me, you know, back in 17, we had, you know, BBT, some stuff that he used all the time. And that's something that I've been really passionate about, like the velocity-based training and seeing how fast the bar moves and things like that. And we had the old school Tendos because they worked. It was called a Tendo unit. It was the string that we strapped onto the bar. You know, that, they're probably still there. I don't know if Big John still uses them, but those those things are probably still in the in the cage back there somewhere. But um, we would measure, you know, how, far, how fast the bar is moving. And then we would, you know, be able to dictate from a – a force standpoint or velocity aspect of things, what we were looking for to elicit the response that we needed. And now, you know, I have things clips that I can, I can attach and Bluetooth wise to my phone and tablets. And, you know, I can send people units that aren't even in the, the same area. I can send stuff across the country and have people go through assessments. And, you know, obviously that same thing, BBT, see how fast the bar is moving and, and get it right on my phone in real time. So it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive where we're at as far as technology wise goes. Obviously, Brandon, a lot of different sports with a lot of different athletes that do a lot of different things. So why did you gravitate towards baseball? Why, why is baseball your your expertise? Yeah, you know, like people have asked me that all the time, and it's actually funny. Like, you know, there, there was a kid in here the other day that was asking if I could show him my slider grip. Like, hey, man, like, show me that grip. Like, how do, how do you throw a slider? And I was like, well, and you know, a lot of people that know me know this. I was like, hey, man, I don't actually have a slider grip. Like, I didn't, I didn't play baseball at a high level. I played when I was a kid, and you know, being able to be around some of the people that I that I was early on in my career, you know, when I was down at with the High Point University when I graduated from East Carolina, came back home, interned here, you know, for a year and a half, went down to Mississippi State, and that's kind of where it got rocking and rolling, and was able to be around you know some SEC talent, and it was the year after um, the year after they were playing UCLA in the championship in '14. Uh, CG was actually in the other dugout when we when we played Ole Miss when I was down there and, and you know things like they just kept going towards baseball that I was hmm. at St. John I was a GA up there and Corey Mascara who's the pitching coach here at Wake now was up there and Coach Blankmeyer the Hall of Fame coach asked me to you know work with the collegiate national team that summer after my first year and you know being from down here I had no idea what he said like I didn't understand him at first and Corey's like yo like 
he just asked you if you want to work with the collegiate national team with Team USA in your hometown, or like in your home state. And I was like, man. And then, you know, it just kept going and going and going. And the, the, the cool thing about coaching, and people talk about this all the time, but like the art and the science, like obviously there's a science to strength conditioning, to like all the track man data, to all the baseball performance metrics. But the art of it is, is what kind of locked me in and, you know, being able to develop the relationships and results. Like that's, at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do here you know, at our facility at the Ghost Lab and, and anywhere I've ever been is, is develop relationships with us, with the staff, the players, you know, the front office, whatever the case may be, and then get those results. So the art of coaching is such a high level in the game of baseball that it, it just it's fascinating to me. Brandon Golden joining us. Uh, Brandon, you know, you want kids to get into it early, but at the same time, you worry about the burnout too, right? With um, travel ball and, and everybody, all these different teams. So how do you kind of balance that where wanting uh, – wanting youngsters to, to learn the game and also learn their bodies and, and learn how to do things, but also not burn them out. And by the time they're, you know, 18 years old, tired of playing baseball, how do you kind of balance that? That's a, that's a really good question. I actually was talking with a, with a parent and a kid last night, you know, freshman in high school and, you know, trying to figure out playing you know, two or three different sports. And it's like, when is the right time to, to get away from, you know, playing multiple sports? Yeah. And, you know, like my thought process on that is, you know, be as athletic and play multiple sports as long as possible. But at the same time, there is a there is a point in time where if you want to play high level, you know, East Carolina level baseball, you know, SEC, ACC baseball, like you have to go work on that and you have to pitch and you have to you know, be in the cage. But I guess to get to get back to your question, Cliff, like it's as long as they're having fun, they understand and you're being able to develop relationships. I guess I mean, Ryder, Ryder Giles is doing a pitching lesson with a 10 year old right now on the other side of that wall. And, you know, I mean, everybody, you know, listening to this knows who Ryder is and, you know, his smile and, you know, him just being himself goofy out there, like making it fun for him. You know what I mean? Like they can just like anything, but if I walked in the, the, the strength and conditioning room, the weight room over there at East Carolina and was in a crappy mood and stuff like that, like people are going to feed off that. So I think making sure that our energy is in the, in the right place when we're, we're working with these young kids and, and keeping it fun and teaching them and, and being vulnerable, teaching them like, Hey, I don't always have it figured out. Like there's a lot of things that I'm working on, you know, as a person, as a coach, as a dad, as a husband, like, and that's a, that's a growth that, that happens throughout a lifetime. And, and the game of baseball is, you know, we all know it can be very challenging. And you know, if you're successful 30% of the time, you're in the hall of fame and things like that. We've heard that all the time, but keeping it fun, keeping it light and just allowing them to express themselves and, and be themselves. Yeah, that's awesome. Brandon Golden joining us, and you're talking about relationships. I mean, that's where I met my my best buddies on a baseball field or on a basketball court uh, back in the day and, and just had an absolute blast doing it. Um, and now these guys playing at a high level. I need to tell Ryder I said what's up. I need to get over the Ryder and, uh, and talk to him. Maybe he'll have a golf pick or two for me uh, for this weekend. Um, <laughs> Brandon, what are your uh, your favorite memories from your time here in Greenville at East Carolina? Man there's been there's a lot of them there's a there's a lot of fun ones um one specific i mean obviously hosting hosting those regionals was unbelievable um you know jake agnos coming off the mound after we beat state yeah going south. Um, i don't i don't think he gets more more special than that you know obviously he didn't want to come out of the game but you know he went out there and did his job and you know cg went and got him and you know we obviously won that regional went to louisville coming back and you know watching watching the super against Texas. Like the, the fact that we were you know that close to going to Omaha is and 
everybody listening and involved and around the program knows like we're going at some point, like it's just a matter of time, but to be there and, and to go into that delay and I forget what time it was the middle of the night, you know, for, for that game too, like still having the, the atmosphere that, that we had and man, just the little things like going when we would get off the bus to Elon or Carolina and it was, you know, it was us against the world mentality type thing, and you know, we knew we were good. We we knew we were coming to play, and man, like I was talking with somebody earlier today, they were asking what I missed about college, and I just texted back one thing. I was like, winning, and they were like, yeah, you were at a juggernaut. And I'm like, yeah, I was a part of one of the best <laughs> organizations in college baseball ever. Like it, that that's what I miss, and, and obviously the people and, and things like that. But I mean, some of those big time moments when, especially in my role when you know, the summer workouts and we're putting them through all those hard things, mission week and, you know, all that stuff that comprises, you know, East Carolina baseball when, when there was 6,000 out there on a Wednesday when we're playing state and Carolina and then us hosting those regionals and, and winning them, um, man, it's just, it was special and it still is. Brandon Golden joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. One more time, uh, Brandon, if people want information on uh, what you do and, and your facility, how can people find that online? Yeah, uh, we're on Instagram, uh, Ghost Lab NC on Instagram. Um, obviously, I'm on Instagram. You know, we have an email address, Ghost Lab NC at Gmail. Shoot us an email. Would love to talk to people about what we're doing and especially pirates. Uh, great to get you on, man. Uh, once again, I uh, heard, heard your name quite a bit here these last few months. So good to talk with you and uh, talk some old ECU memories and what you're up to today. And uh, we'll keep in touch. Maybe do it again down the road, Brandon. Appreciate it, man. Yep, let's do it. Thanks, Cliff. All right, there is uh, Brandon Golden. Uh, that's interesting stuff there. Just the the technology and, and everything that goes into it. And um, he's got that same family atmosphere going there, it sounds like, that we have here uh, still in Greenville with this East Carolina baseball program. But cool to hear the names Ryder Giles and, and others. Uh, talked about DB and JC going to his facility over Christmas break and still working with Gavin, uh, some other teams. So, uh, some big, big things. Good to hear uh, from Brandon Golden. We'll take a break, come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. We will have our Fleet Feet rundown when we return and wrap up hour number two. Hour three, Coach Hood. Greg Hudson will join us. Man, he told me to remind him at four o'clock. It's 441. Um, Next week, I'm going to have to have somebody remind me to remind him. Get a remind train going on. We'll take a break. Come back. More to go after this. Never touch a fine man. I'm like wasabi when I bust rhymes. We make me hand rhymes. Cause I'm all about value. Third camp has got a mad hits. Got a match with. Got a homie but a bus through. Gonna make a break. listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Beauty Bar Metaspa. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Visit BeautyBarMetaspa.com to set up a free consultation. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Chico's Mexican Restaurant is where all the locals go for Mexican food and fun. Grab your amigos and head to Chico's for the Gulf of Mexico every Tuesday. A huge 38-ounce lime margarita for only $8.99. 
On Wednesdays, you can get all uh, all Mexican imports are only $2.99. On Thursdays, it's half-price house margaritas. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's in downtown Greenville and online at chicosrestaurant.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live. Greg Hudson will join us coming up in our number three. Pirate Hoops, women's hoops coming up. I've been notified by Shirley and Zach at 5 o'clock. So we'll have that on here inside the Pirate Radio studios as the women look to get their second win in a row. Good win over the weekend. Needed it after three straight losses. Pirates uh, dealing with a lot of injuries right now. But uh, hoping to get win number two. They'll be on the road at 5 o'clock at FAU. Uh, time to take a look at our Fleet Feet rundown. Brought to you by Fleet Feet, locally owned and operated by ECU alum Chris Lunyon. Fleet Feet of Greenville provides solutions through one-on-one service to runners, walkers, and everyone in between. Fleet Feet has the tools and technology to get you in the right shoe, including a 3D foot scanner that measures arch height, width, and more. You can go see them 207 East Arlington Boulevard in the old Gordon's Golf location. Fleet Feet, they run for you. Uh, Biggest sports news of the day, uh, at least around these parts, has to do with coaching and uh, the Panthers have hired Dave Canales uh, as their head coach. He is a young, I'll call him young because he's the same age as me, uh, former offensive coordinator of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers looking to fix Bryce Young and the offensive woes for the Carolina Panthers. The big news that came out last night, saw the writing on the wall with it, but Jim Harbaugh leaving Michigan uh, to go to the Los Angeles Chargers and kind of uh, evading some potential sanctions or penalties or uh, we'll see what happens with Michigan. Sounds like they're going to go in-house. Has Michigan made a hire? Sounds like they're going to bring on the guy that cried and cussed after a game. The rumor is that Shamar Moore? Sharon. 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 Shamar Moore is... uh... NCIS or no see what is it Uh, it was young and the restless and criminal mind yes that's who I was thinking of no it's Sharon Moore not Shamar Moore (laughs) sorry easily you can tell you can tell which one I watched and which one I didn't yeah um from what I understand, the ladies love some Shamar Moore. Uh, apparently so. Back in the day. Uh, and maybe today. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, got that. Still waiting to see what the Falcons, I guess Seahawks and uh, Commanders decide to do to fill their coaching vacancies. Um, we have any yeah, – we got awards. So, who are the – Lamar Jackson, Christian McCaffrey, Dak Prescott finalists for the AP MVP and Offensive Player of the Year awards. By the way, Clip, uh, just some breaking news here. Um, I'd like to buy a vowel, sorry. Uh, According to Tom Pelissero, I'm hoping I pronounced that correctly. Tom Pelissero? Yeah, of uh, Yahoo Sports. The Falcons are hiring Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their new head coach. Man, this has been a crazy cycle. I mean, that literally just came out about about uh, 60 seconds ago. I just wonder, so does Belichick not want to coach? Clearly, clearly Vrabel does because he's doing these interviews. Maybe he's going to Seattle. Although, 
Holden and uh, Drew said Dan Quinn might be going to Seattle. I don't, this has been kind of a crazy. Well, yeah, Dan Quinn has been hopping around with interviews too. <clears throat> with his backwards hat. Yeah, yeah, he's been busy. Yeah. So yeah, and Shefty just uh, tweeted it out as well. So, wow. Yeah. All right. You want to say something, Zach? Yeah, about Bill Belichick. I think Holton was right with the whole. He's only coached and won with Brady. And teams so are. Does, so does that make him less of a commodity? Yeah. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay. I just did a weird Google search. Cliff, he... I was saying this last week. I think it was when we talked about Belichick, and I feel like I was the only one in the studio that said if I was an owner, I would not touch Bill Belichick. Okay, well, I'm glad you feel that way, but I've been saying I don't want Bill Belichick the entire time for my team. You have? Okay, yes. good. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, What about Pete Carroll? Is he still he's still up for grabs, right? He's not retiring? Yeah, I, well, he's moved into the Out with the old and with the new, man. Come on. Uh-oh. Get these old guys out of here. I did a weird Google search just now. I did Raheem Morris underwear. Why? Because he had a... (laughs) And it's not an image search, Shirley. Because Mm -hmm. he had a quote about some underwear that I thought was funny, and I can't find it now. Something about underwear football or playing in your underwear or something. But anyway, it's the first thing I thought, uh, thought of when I heard Raheem Morris. There are times where your brain does go to random places. Yeah. This is one of them. It is. All right. This says Raheem Morris, insane quote about training camp. Let me see if this is it. Training camp's a little bit different. You know, to me, uh, that's when you establish the men. You know, you take off your underwear, you put on your big boy pads, and you put your face on people. Was that not worth it or bad not? Sequence of wording. That was well. That was a bad choice of words. Yeah. Yeah. You know, to me, uh, that's when you establish the men. You know, you take off your underwear, Wait. put on your big boy pads, and you put your face on people, and, and that's what training camp's about. Are we? To, are we, Alex? Do you guys not wear underwear? He, he, I don't think he says it the way he's supposed to say it. <laughs> he used all the words, but in the wrong order and context. I'm sorry. Wrong context. Sorry, Clip. Say that again. So, Alex, first thing you do, you head over to Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and just drop trowel, get your underwear off. Yeah, you got to. <laughs> Go through the pirate walk, greet the fans as we're getting off the bus, go to the locker room and just... <laughs> just drip them down. Just drop it. Doesn't, uh, do, do you still have AI Chan, Shirley? Or is uh, that gone? Hold on one I second. I think Let he had see. a line about uh, some dropping something. Did uh, I hear correctly? No, did he I do say not have put AI his Chan. face on people? Oh, yeah. We, we totally overlooked that part of it. Let's hear it one more time. Let's see. I mean... I, training camp's a little bit different. You know, to me, uh, that's when you establish the men. You know, you take off your underwear, you put on your big boy pads, and you put your face on people. Put your face on people. Alex, I don't know about you football players, man. It just seems like those three sentences should have never been put together at all. Take off your underwear. Yeah. Put on your big boy pads. Put on your big boy pads. Yeah. And And then... And then what was the last line again? Go put your face on people. That's three, three very, 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 very different... Oh, Alex, uh, whose face? Who's what people did you put your face on? Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't even know where to start to answer that question. <laughs> All right, maybe you're not a real football player. I. <laughs> That's what Raheem Morris would tell you to do. 
But first, you Harper. have to take off your underwear. Harper, get those underwear off, boy. Put on that big boy pants. Whoa. Whoa. Do I see you wearing underwear over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Raheem had, was going somewhere and just got lost. And Shirley, you said my mind works in mysterious ways. Totally worth Thank it. Thank you for that little Raheem piece of... Raheem Morris Thank you for always, that golden nugget right there. He'll always be underwear guy to me. Got to put your face on somebody. Mm. It is so Hi. funny, like, as a player, like, when a coach is on... Because you know everything that he's trying to say, like, he means it, and it's supposed to be a right. serious moment, and yeah. you're listening, and either they can't figure out what to say, or it comes out wrong, and it's just... Everybody in the room knows that he messed up, and it's just like you have to sit there and like remain professional. But it's hard. It's hard. Jamie says, "If I see anyone doing that, I'm calling the cops." <laughs> Jamie also asked, "Does it ruin a concert when you hear too many people singing instead of the band?" No, it doesn't ruin it for me. Charlie says I no. Am Zach a, says no. I think that's. I'm a concert connoisseur, and I enjoy it when other people are singing right along with me. Because yeah. I'm singing terribly. Jamie, uh, what's your answer to that? You, I, I feel like your question implies that you think it does ruin a concert when. I feel like that's implying that we have too many people talking on the show. I don't know why. <laughs> I think they want to hear less of me and Zach. No, strong disagree. I strongly, I bigly disagree with that. Because what was it? it? Tuesday, we had, what, seven people in the studio? <laughs> yeah. We're jam-packed in here. And guess what? Chon is back. He's uh, taking off his underwear, put on his big boy pads, and... Uh, is just... about to stick his face into somebody? <laughs> yeah, he is. Yep. <laughs> You're a former long snapper. Do you remember uh, any directives like that from your coaches? No. No? Didn't hear that? No, I did not. Mike P says, what ruins a concert is thousands of phones in the air. Get them phones out of here. I tell you what really irks my nerves is... Grind your gears. We got to take a break. I know. But people that post on their Snapchat story, like the whole concert. I don't know why that just gets into me. Hmm. Put your your phone down and enjoy the concert. Oh, yeah. I I don't necessarily do it during the concert but i may upload them later that's and that's totally fine but like during the concert my gosh ryan get it you're there guess what july you're gonna get a whole lot of that from me ryan said i hate hearing people around me having a full-blown conversation during a song yeah so it'd be better to sing than to be talking during well here here's the deal it depends on your on the venue because if you're outdoors and it's loud and you're into it you you're probably not paying attention but if you're like an indoor kind of like an intimate venue where it's a smaller um that does get annoying because i i went to one earlier this year and i had that problem jamie says no i was listening to the sublime santeria intro not everything is about you alex (laughs) boy that backfired on that's crazy that's crazy. You were being self-deprecating and then got hit with an additional that shot. That was a ricochet is what yeah, that was. You are way down right now. Zach, you got the comments up on your phone? Report him. <laughs> it's time to fight back. Robert says, we were in a serious uh, meeting one day, and the ball stops by and says, that was the camel that broke the straws back. Oh, no. So, yeah, sometimes these bosses, coaches people in charge they get going and the words kind of get out of order 
sometimes they just open their mouths long enough to switch feet. I can't wait to go home and take my underwear off and put on my big boy pads tonight. Put that pillow between my legs, Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> put the big boy pads between my legs. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. <laughs> Mike P said, you, you know what I love to see on social media? Poor quality videos of fireworks. July 4th coming up. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at University Sportswear E. NC.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Full house, Studio B. We got Shirley Rhodes. We've got intern Zach. We've got A Harp, the long snapper. We got the former long snapper, Chandler Honeycutt here. Looking oh, very really? best by today. Right here. I didn't know that. Well, not for East Carolina. Not school. for East Carolina. High, high school. Where? Lakewood High School. Small 1A High School in Salemburg, North Carolina. Lakewood St. Ed's in Ohio? No. Oh. Yeah, Clinton Clinton High School? The Never. Dark Horses? They must be a dark horse. <laughs> they Well, no. They go to the state championship really? every other year. Yeah. They're a powerhouse. Yeah. Coach, this is one you missed on during your career. You missed. Yeah. Missed on me. Even though I was in the I fifth, heard you were a one arm long snapper. That's what I heard. Even though you, I was in the fifth grade when you were the defense coordinator here. <laughs> hey, never too early. <laughs> of all the uh, recruiting trips you made, Coach, how many times were you looking at a long snapper? None. Okay. Yeah, there you go. that's what I thought. I thought that would be the answer. Unless it was a, a big skill tight end or linebacker, because that's good to have. Because then you don't kind of get too many of these guys. You know, you can, you only need one. And then you got your backups playing another position. There you go. You run down on special teams or do something right? Tackle a guy? Yeah. I had to convince my high school coach to not let me block and let me just shoot down the field. There you go. And he did? Yeah. He get fired? <laughs> uh, hasn't worked since. Um, speaking of working, Raheem Morris uh, will be working as the yes. head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Good ball coach. And we just played this a moment ago. I said, uh, right when I said his name, I did a weird Google search, coach. I, I said, Raheem Morris underwear. And I did that for a purpose. Oh, and it was cool. because I remember he had a, a strange quote, and I found it. And let's hear that real quick, because you've given millions of pep talks heard millions of pep talks during your day this i gotta hear this was raheem morris uh talking about training camp so let's hear it training camp's a little bit different you know to me uh that's when you establish the men you know you take off your underwear you put on your big boy pads and you put your face on people and, and that's what training camp's about um, um 
So just going through that real quick. Let's break that down. We're removing the underwear. Then we're putting on the pads. So you still have no underwear on? No, you're going commando. Pads on. And then you're putting face your face on people. Never used it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. Let me correct that. Never even thought of using that. So you're telling me when y'all made that interception against Houston, that's not what you told the team? You told Van went? Eskridge to take his underwear off. No matter what you do. Drop trowel, grab <laughs> ball. There you go. Um, Celebrate victory. Alex said though it, he he kind of gets it when a coach gets going and just oh, just gets man. the words out of order. I'm sure you know. Yeah, there's a whole nother language coming out right there. If 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 you could record it nowadays, everything's recorded. Yeah. There's some good ones. So your uh, your your speeches, your pep talks, were they all uh, organic or did you write them? Did you? Do you have planned material? thought about a couple things. Yeah. Because you got to keep it fresh, right? Yeah, but usually it was all about... There's really... They're overrated, you know? But it's it's more about controlling the mindset and the focus. Uh, And now there are a handful of guys that are just magic at it that you could listen to all day. I mean, Skip was great at it. Um, His father was great at it. (laughs) Um, Jimmy Johnson, as you saw a little bit of it uh, at halftime for the game, uh, he's spectacular. Um, so Glenn Mason was great. I, I was lucky to be around some guys that just, you know, you, you start that on Monday or Tuesday in that team meeting to get ready for the week. And that that's where the most thought goes into is like, what's our focal point? You know, you know, what is the motivational point? You know, what is our, you know, the goals and everything like that? Then you just drill it and you drive it home. And then by the time it's the game, those kids should be dialed in and and they're focused. And now it's just a reminder. And then every once in a while, you got to threaten them. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's, you know, it's it's a bunch of reminders. And, uh, and you should know when you have a big group of guys and you're trying to get them fired up, you know, that's where during the week you're, fun, you're, you're, you're motivating the individual. You're going around and getting to each guy like, hey, to this week now, you know, I was grabbing Zach Slate like, hey, this week now, you, gotta, you cannot get blocked, you know, or so-and-so, you know, you got to get them on the ground here and stuff like that. So it, it goes on through the week. But then every once in a while – it just comes out and there's some <laughs> and uh all you coaches never read a paper see anything ignore the noise we don't look at that stuff yet somehow you know when somebody's saying something about you and you tell your team that's fascinating to me coach it's, <laughs> how's such, that work it's such a lie <laughs> <laughs> but how much do you use that to the team during the week oh my gosh i've there's there's some uh, bulletin board yeah. material that's always that's always up you know even if you got to make it up yourself you know, there's been stuff like that. <laughs> you made up your own articles a time or two? Oh, um, <laughs> You see what yes. they said about you? Man. Good ones. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's nothing was off limits. Uh, Coach, uh, let's uh, let's look at some of these hirings today. So, Oh, wait. Is my guy from Indiana going to check in today? Uh, he, he already has. Hoosier? He already has. Yeah. Is he upset? In fact, first comment in the chat today at 3 o'clock, oh, God, that Purdue guy's back today. Boiler up, baby. Hammer <laughs> down. Hail Purdue. Um so we pick on Chandler because of his uh, large head. Megalyn. <laughs> he, uh, You're like me. You got a five head. So a yeah. his snapback is uh, on the last button. And J- Jamie was asking, are you a last button guy? What size dome you got over there? Seven and three eighths last time I had a fitted. Okay. Well, I mean, we could do a test here now. 
I don't know. <laughs> that ain't going on now. <laughs> um, yeah, you're at least a two button guy. I would say. I don't yeah. think you're. Talking. Oh, you mean on the those? like a like, snapback? Yeah. Some hats are too. Got to go with button. the yeah. yeah well, Chandler can't get in now, fitted. There was the uh, one size fits all running for a while. That yeah. Nike, those were great. Those are my favorite. I still have some. I still got, I think, a bunch of the ones from here. I went by my uh, parents' house recently, and oh, this, my mom. You're allowed. <laughs> <laughs> my mom had uh, a nice, clean Skip Holtz hat for me. I called the white. East Carolina football. Yes, those are the best. I've got the. I don't know one. why. Why are? Why did they get rid of those? Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can make an Adidas one. Just put a three stripes instead of a check on it, right? And just put East those Carolina football. Those hats were the best. I've still you? got the purple one, so and it I. stretches. It has to. Were you a hat guy during the game, Coach Hood? I can't remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it depends on the weather. Sometimes I like to get a little tan. I'm not going to lie to you. You're, you're wearing the skin um, hat right there. What was happening in this photo? Ooh. <laughs> That was a good fired up, I'll baby. Yeah, uh, first I'll tell you what it was. Exactly. Not that I remember. Third down, uh, Travis Williams, the corner. Remember Travis? I Williams? did. Number yeah. thirteen, boundary corner on. No, that was knew. Travis Simmons. Yeah, Travis it was on, Williams. It was the was first number. third down of the game, and and we knew exactly what they were going to do, and and we were all right, saying it's coming right to you, Travis, and he blew that guy up, and um, that happened. There you go, and <laughs> that's a good picture. It is, man. I like that one. That's a that's like one of the top three on the Greg yeah, Hudson and Google uh, searches. There's uh, Rick Smith back there. Oh, right, right and uh, yeah. there's Rick, and uh, and and oh, Brett Hickman. Brett Hickman. Oh wow, Brett Hickman, Brett Hickman yeah. is a good football coach. He's a, he's. I tell you what, that kid came in as a he was a student here, man. and he worked, and he he just. Really took it all in, and I'm really happy for him. He Big was fun. X's and O's guy. Yeah, he yeah. he he did great. I'm uh, I'm gonna text this to him right now because I hadn't heard from, him, talked to him in a while. He's like Coach Hudson talking down in about South you. Carolina at a school that just started up football down in Greenville, South Carolina, I believe. That screams defensive coordinator, though. Yeah, that picture. Now that was a that was a two letter statement actually right there. Now uh, tell us about this picture. Yeah, I saw him. Yeah, <laughs> Greg oh, Hudson yeah. and Alan Thomas being nice. Uh, Hud's been to a lot of hoops game. Hoops getting a road win last yes. night, coach. Yes, UAB right? Uh, no, could no, no, not no. finish against UAB. No. Finished last night against Wichita State. Wichita State. Yes, are they still dominant in baseball? Uh, no, it's not 1993 anymore. With uh, Gene Stevenson, how about that day? Wichita State had like almost their whole so, team transfer. So. In baseball. So, we're playing, I think we were playing Wichita State when I was playing baseball at Notre Dame, and they had some freakazoid that went to the Dodgers and threw like a thousand. Big lefty, Dreisendorfer, I I, I think it was him. So, I I get in the box, and he threw a pitch, and I mean, boom, strike one. I step out of the box, and Murph, Pat Murphy, the manager of the Brewers calls me down. <laughs> He's trying to loosen me up, I guess, because he looks at me. He goes, "Did you see it?" I said, "No, I didn't see it at all." He goes, "Okay," and he walked away. <laughs> I'm trying to find that name. Oh, Dryford. Was that Darren Dryford? Big left. That sound right? Was it? Nah, no, Eric Somberg. There was some. I don't know. He was. He was good. Hmm. Either way. Yeah. So you. Uh, I mean, it wasn't the '90s. Come on. I know. They were good. How serious? Uh, 
Well, I remember that. I remember it being on CBS, and it was always them, Cal State, Fullerton, um, and then some SEC and Big 12 teams or whatever. I never really paid attention to college baseball until ESPN started doing the first live coverage of the World Series, and I saw Clemens pitch. Mm. And I'm going to say the University of Maine played in that one of those rounds. And uh, Michigan. Uh, with uh, boy, that, uh, yeah, I was really into college baseball back then. And uh, hopefully, uh, if you're around in a few months, uh, you'll be into some EC baseball. They're gonna oh, be good again, coach. Yeah, I love it. You know Cliff at all? You gotta. Yes, I've met him a couple times. Yeah, uh, he's really good. I'm sure. You know, I can't imagine what the portal's like for them. I haven't followed it with with baseball and stuff like that. But it's got to be just as frustrating. They. Uh, as good a program as they are now, they, they lost the third baseman uh, to NC State, which has riled up fans. Uh, but their culture is so good and the team is so good, Coach. They are not – there's not a lot of places better to go. So they're keeping a lot of their good there Really, There really isn't, especially yeah. when you, if you're going to evaluate brick and mortar, right. fan support. Uh, I, I think, it's, uh, I think it's, it's a great place to play baseball. Uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll run over some of these coach hires. Uh, look at the coaching carousel with Greg Hudson. We'll talk about that. If you got a question for Coach Hud, you can get that in. Got uh, Championship Sunday coming up as well. We'll get his thoughts on Ravens Chiefs and Niners Lions. Okay. You're a little Dan Campbellish, I will say. <laughs> you bite kneecaps off? I could see you and Dan. No, but I tell you what, here. everybody that made fun of him is yeah. eating it now. And no doubt. No doubt. Uh, More to go with Coach Hood when we return after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. Do you want to get rid of wrinkles, tighten and lift your skin, smooth your skin texture, erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair? Are you interested in Botox or filler? Contact the licensed professionals at Beauty Bar Medi Spa on Red Banks Road in Greenville. Free consultations available by calling 752-1406 or visiting beautybarmedispa.com. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All right. Can, Coach, I, get a, can I get a discount there? Coach Hud was really interested. I got some, I got some wrinkle issues. And what you had to say there, Shirley. He needs to head over to Beauty little, Bar Medi Spa. They do offer facials and they do wonders from what i've been told they do a facial on this whole thing sure (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure somebody over there would (laughs) go put your face on somebody coach i'm looking at we were talking about underwear on (laughs) yes please the motto of the day (laughs) uh looking at the 07 ecu football staff because i I like looking back and hearing you talk about people and you got stories about everybody so i'm just gonna run down and and you know i'll say head coach skip holtz Offensive coordinator Todd Fitch, Todd defensive Fitch. coordinator Greg Hudson, offensive line coach. You could guess who that is because he's been here seven times. Steve Shankwell. was he a, so the was legend? There, was there co-offensive coordinators? Was it was it Fitch and Shank? Because it's got him as the offensive coordinator there too. So I don't know. 
He didn't ever talk to the offensive guys. He doesn't know. He, he stayed on the defensive side of the ball, right? <laughs> oh, he can't. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Rick Smith. Rick. You Greg. remember coaching Rick? Oh, yeah. Greg. These guys don't want to practice. They just want to run. God, I graduated in 71. <laughs> From old Tallahassee. Uh, Vernon Hargraves. Vivi. Mm. Who... Uh, came back to bite us seven years later yep picked what? off shane carden in the his, uh, his son had the game-winning interception against east carolina in the bowl florida. game oh <laughs> y'all played in a ball game with that with florida in 2015 shane carden and justin hardy's last year here yep. oh uh titans coach phil petty yeah Rest Rest being, so. being a qb uh dir- director of high school football relations uh, you got to have some Harold Robinson stories. The best. <laughs> He's the Love man, Andy. Rob, man. Absolutely. Loved him. And uh, Coach Hud was telling us, you've told this on the air. You just said it again <laughs> off the air. When Skip said, what do you need? You said Rick Smith and Rock Rogan. The Roganator. Yep. Thomas. God rest Rogan. his soul. Uh, running backs coach, one of, if not the best here at East Carolina, Junior Smith. Junior Smith. Uh, director of Operations. You thought HUD was a badass. How about Clifford Snow? The best. He could clear a room. <laughs> he could clear a building. <laughs> he could uh, clear a sideline. Tim Carter was a oh, staff assistant. Great coach. He he was so funny there, that year. Who was uh, Roach? Phil Roach, when he receiver? Kevin Roach. Kevin Roach. For some reason, that guy had more clutch third down catches that year. And they would be on offense. It would be a big drive in the fourth quarter and we would just hear out of the silence where's roach <laughs> that's all we would hear i'm trying to see who this tim carter was he played for rick at tulane and then he played in the league for a little bit well and, uh redskins had a tim carter and now he is uh tim carter was a notre dame guy that guy corner and then uh tc is down at uh in the Atlanta area, high school football coach doing great. His wife, uh, brilliant, is a big-time uh, infectious disease. She's really, really high up in the chain on hmm. uh, special doctor there. And I don't remember Paul Troth coaching here after his yeah. days. Staff assistant. Paul Troth. Some good names there, coach great yeah staff. it was uh that was a, a good another good season you know another that was another building block for us we credited skip for not only coaching ability but but being able to hire a staff because he had so many connections and it sounds it seems like y'all were kind of ready and and a family at day one if, 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 yeah we hit the ground running yeah pretty much connected and you know i had been a position coach under rick smith you know he was the d coordinator at cincinnati uh rock and i knew you know rock picked me up from the airport on my visit to notre dame and you know i thought the world of rock but everybody saw him as a coach and how he was it's just infectious and that that was you know as key of a hire and that at first i don't think many people thought much of it but that guy really uh made a major major influence within the program and then years later when we're hiring a coach um we bring in scotty montgomery who's a first year head coach and just doesn't have those connections and kind of 
pieces together a staff the best he can and it almost feels like you're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit whereas you guys all had relationships knew each other these guys are coming from different teams different parts of the country uh different programs and you can you can kind of fall behind a little bit like that i mean you that that's the job of the head coach is you're the manager and you have to be able to take and it's never been more important than it is now because of the turnover you have on the roster you have to manage people you had to back then be an expert at it but you have to manage people then you have to be able to take people that are not alike and get them to buy in together and work together that's part of the gift of being a great head coach and 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 now you know you're going to get it's like aau you're going to get a new aau team every yeah. summer so managing that roster has never been more important and you know that's why you know i'm not surprised the guy like mac brown is 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 not still doing it because you know he can he can drive the ship and you know get a bunch of lieutenants uh, running around down there and but the manpower now that you need in all the sports um, that's why you look at basketball you look down on the bench and there might be more personnel than there are players and <laughs> you know back when you know back when I was watching college basketball and, and as e- even as an undergrad you know there were three coaches a trainer a doctor and uh, a couple people calling water and that was it remember we went to the uh, South Carolina ECU women's game mm-hmm. and Dawn Staley and her staff she's got She's, got she's about of, 12 to 14 deep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. And they're, you know why? And they're the best. Yeah. Right now, they're the best. Um, we were talking about our favorite receivers, Chandler, uh, from ECU, from college, and from pro. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jamie saying his favorite was uh, in college, Rocket, uh, Raheeb Ishmael. And the only one that could, I mean, the jailbreak screen. I mean, that's Rocket Ishmael. You don't see it. I mean, he was. That play was magic when they threw it to him. Were you? I know he's in your phone. Um, were you on the team? Did you play with him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's he's as advertised with speed. Now there was a guy that could beat him in the hundred. His name was Stan Smagala. He was out of Chicago and he played for the Steelers. And Stan Smagala was the blazing Caucasian. Guy <laughs> <laughs> could fly. He was a starting corner. Uh, uh, at Notre Dame, uh, and uh, he he can he can motor. I was yeah. Well, he'll be easy to remember. Not a lot of Caucasian corners out there, Coach. <laughs> be able to pick him out. No. Uh, Jamie says, "Why do defensive coordinators make better head coaches?" I guess he's saying than offensive oh, coordinators. That's Is easy. that true? That's easy. Just superiorly smarter. <laughs> Man, I mean, you're asking the right guy. Next question. <laughs> um, you know why do Maybe this is more a myth than anything. Why are there more, maybe in the history, managers that have been great catchers? Catchers. And maybe also TV guys. What are you saying? McCarver. Catchers make good. Yeah, now Yogi Berra couldn't do it, but um, he was a great catcher and he's a great manager. Um, Socha. Yeah. Oh, the, there's know, a huge list. Uh, David TV. Ross recently. Well, yeah. For some reason, uh, it, it's defensive minded. Maybe. Um, maybe a bigger edge to you. 
you know, just a little more, maybe maybe a little salty. Now, I know <laughs> our guy up in Detroit, wasn't he a tight end at Texas A&M? Uh, Campbell, yeah. Campbell? And in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. And he's, but, you know, a tight end, you know, they're... Well, let's look who's left right head. now. They're, lunk, they're lunked in with lunkheads like linebackers. That's what tight ends are. True. So, John Harbaugh, he was a special teams guy. What was he? Did yeah. he? What was his background before that? I don't remember. He worked at the University of Cincinnati under Rick Minner also with Tomlin and uh, Rex Ryan. And, oh, uh, Sam uh, Pittman. At oh, Arkansas. yeah, down in Arkansas. Sammy P. Um, and uh, he had, uh, had Don Martindale. Wink Martindale was there. So you got Harbaugh, you've got Andy Reid, who's an offensive guy. Yeah. You've got Kyle Shanahan, who's an offensive guy. And you've got well, you, Dan Campbell, who was a tight end, Jamie. So you got three offensive guys. So where did Belichick play? Well, I know. I'm just saying who's uh, – right now, He's he just got fired. Where did he play? Oh, where did he play? Oh, well, he's got a tie to Rutgers, I feel like, but I don't think he played – I don't know. Where did he play? Where did uh... – where did uh, the head coach of the uh, Cowboys play? McCarthy? No idea. I just assume he's been 300 pounds his whole life. <laughs> Sorry, I hate the Cowboys. How can you? How can I not know? I don't, I don't know. I just don't How know. How can you hate the Cowboys? Because I'm a Washington fan. Oh. Well, you cannot hate. Everybody says hate so easy. You don't like the Cowboys. Who is this soft Greg Hudson guy talking well, to me right hate. now? Um, Why not? Uh, you don't like them, maybe, but uh, so you're a big you're a big Indiana guy, right? No, I'm Bengals to the core. You, you like Bengals? You I like grew up? Do you like the Hoosiers? Yeah, I loved Bobby Knight. Man, you're just playing. I love Steve Alford. You're playing mind games, Steve Alford, right now. one of the all time leading scores there. Yeah, all right. Who went undefeated? Stop the hate, says Greg Hudson. That's right. Don't don't use the word. All right, I dislike the Cowboys. Is that all right? That's perfect. All right, cool. Uh, Coach so you're Hud. coachable. <laughs> uh, Coach Hud, looking at your bio, Redlands. Okay. That's uh, – Wow. T- uh, Pat Murphy got me that job. I was football and baseball, Division three, and had an absolute blast. Linebackers coach? Yes, and then assistant baseball. Redlands to Notre Dame. That's where I was the GA for Joe Moore. Coach Holtz moved me to offense. UConn offensive line coach. Coach Holtz I could moved see me that. to offense to work with Joe Moore so I could eventually be a better defensive coordinator because he asked me what I wanted to be in, in my interview with him down in Atlanta at the Marriott, and uh, which I got my butt rip when I first walked in because Jerome Bettis and Tommy Carter had just called him and said they were going pro. Mm. Then I knock on the door for the interview, and he takes it out on me. <laughs> yeah, if the bus is leaving, then I don't want to be the next guy to walk in the, the room, probably. Yeah. Uh, let's see. C- Cincinnati. Yes. Now, this RB can't stand for running backs. I was a running back coach. Now, you got to remember, back in the day, you coached multiple positions. Mm. Guys guys moved you around. If they could get a coach that it was phenomenal at another position and they got to move a guy and uh we were able to do some things um on the staff and uh, rick knew mentor knew i wanted to coach on but i was tight ends and working with the offensive line when i went there at first and then he yeah. and he asked me said listen he goes for one year he goes will you coach the running backs i said sure so i just treated them like guards <laughs> i swear to god i did <laughs> i treated them like guards all we did is block 
I'm like, you're a running back in Division One. You better be good. You're a pass pro. Uh, so three years, three different positions, because then you went to linebacker. So you were you like this, or you kind of went for the ride? Like, would you have preferred to have the same position for three years? Or no, I'm glad I did it. You like? Okay, yeah, I could go coach him today. You know, the one I sort of have looked back and gave it a, well, maybe I shoulda is offensive line. You know, you, that is a, if you're a good offensive line coach, you, you got a chance to keep working till you're 100. So when you when you got the linebackers position in 1999, is that kind of when you thought, all right, this is where I want to stay on the defense yeah. side? Yeah, and ball? it was because uh, Rick Smith was the becoming to be the coordinator, and Rick Smith was, was running the defense that Rick Lance ran when I was a freshman at Notre Dame, and I looked up to Rick Lance. And uh, it was a great fit. It was easy, fast to learn. And I really learned a lot from Rick. I learned uh, just everything, really everything I know about the 4-3, I learned from Rick. And Rick Minner is a brilliant defensive mind. The reason I brought all this up, Minnesota, then East Carolina, Florida State, Purdue, Notre Dame, uh, no NFL on this bio. <laughs> is, I mean, is that how, how much did you think about that? Or? I went and met when I was here. I went and met with uh, Jack Del Rio down in Jacksonville. Ah, when he was the head coach. Your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never should have fired him. I might have said I hated him, coach, Who, but I didn't mean it. He's been fired from just, well, everybody gets fired in the NFL. No, you don't get fired in the NFL. You get transferred. <laughs> but he was fired at Jacksonville, and they were doing as good as they could be doing, and they've been blah until they get this quarterback. He was at the Raiders and they were doing as good as they could be doing, and he got popped. Well, I'll tell you what. Our defense stunk in Washington this year. But everything stunk. Look at her, look at <laughs> Everything stunk. Um, so yeah. you taught, you thought about it. Yeah. Kicked it around. It was a little different uh, college. Also, I'm not going to lie. It was pretty good, good living here in Greenville. We had a great situation. I will say Terry Holland is – one of the best ads you could ask for and he was very creative with uh how we were taken care of it was it was good and i had four young kids and it was they were at a, they were at st peter's and me pulling them out of st peter's was the number one thing that was wrong to do in that move and mm. i wasn't gonna do it there and my go. wife said it'd be great you're going by yourself no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, was that, that was for the Florida job? Was that the only uh, same year? The only time you NFL called in NFL? Because you got a, a relationship no, with Tomlin. It sounds no, like a pretty there good were one. Two right? circumstances with that. That yeah. one I thought was done enough to where I had already told Kelly where we were going, and uh, he was going to become a defensive coordinator from Tampa. And in the eleventh hour, something that rarely happens in the NFL. Kansas City let a guy out of his contract to be the coordinator up in Seattle. So Mike was out, and mm. I was out. Because I went, he called me, and he's, you know, I was, he asked if I was on the road. I was down in, Minis- in Florida when I was coaching at Minnesota, and we met uh, that night. And I thought, holy cow. And then, boom. I, uh, these last two times Washington hasn't had a coach, I would hope the Steelers would just, get rid of Tomlin so we could get him at Washington. Like I I love can, Mike Tomlin. Can you imagine the like these guys if they were going to fire him, they would be they would move to the top of the list for everybody. Yeah, right. Even McCarthy. 
He was just going to get transferred. The I mean, just transfer. give me the answer. Give me the answer for the replacement. Yeah. Who are you going to get? Yeah. And the Steelers, I mean, incredible. They've had three coaches my entire life, probably almost yours too, with Chuck Noll, uh, Cowher, my and life. Tomlin. Yeah. It's crazy. And you see these other, our teams. What's Mike other. been there? 17 years? 16 years? Yeah. 2007. No losing record. He started the Steelers and you started here. <laughs> Pretty much. You guys had uh, two legends, really, in the game. Yeah, I would say so. Two friends of Depending Greg on Hudson. who you ask. <laughs> yeah. Right? Let's get another. What's break. the common denominator between these legends? Coach Hud. Uh, let's take another break. We'll and I'm honored, back. by the way. I, I, yes. Smokey. I do not smoke at 5 o'clock on Thursdays you're during lying. that hour. You're lying. No, I, I, I'm sitting right he here with it. you. He's got 8,000 pieces of that gum in his jaw. <laughs> you using that dip? Might that, need to How about the nicotine dip? Yeah. Oh, long snapper. Yeah. Might snap some work? over here. You know, so, do you, no lie now. Do you pack that out of practice and keep your dip in? Out of practice, no. Because if you swallow too much of it at one time, it's okay. not, not a good I know risk. a kicker that used to keep his Copenhagen up in his ear hole. <laughs> wow, I should try that. Is that Sebastian Janikowski? Sounds like something he would do. No. He had a flask on him. Ben Hartman. Don't quote me, but it was I think it was Craig Henrik. Okay. Halftime, though? You're packing it, fatty. <laughs> Just one. There's been some things, and you know, baseball's got all the quirks. You know, and a guy's having a slump or doing yeah. something. We had slump a pitcher buster. that was in a bad slump, and he, he took his Copenhagen cans and out, went out and burned them on the back edge of the mound. Like, <laughs> Trying to break his what? slump of, yeah, he lit him on fire. Resorted to witchcraft. Yeah. yeah. Right. You athletes are crazy. <laughs> Whatever it takes, man. More with Coach Hud when we return. I'm going to go grab a smoke. Back with you. Yeah, let me get me one. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Fifth Street Hardware Restaurant and Tap Room is your favorite place in downtown Greenville for lunch, dinner, or drinks with friends. Fifth Street serves lunch and dinner Tuesday through Sunday. Plus, they also serve brunch at 10.30 on Saturday and Sundays. Follow 5th Street on Instagram for the latest events and specials. 5th Street right beside the State Theater in downtown Greenville. And the Buccaneer Music Hall has all the fun for your Sunday fun day covered. Every Sunday you can kick off the day at the Buck with the largest 4K screen in Greenville along with 18 TVs so you don't miss a game. They'll have mimosa specials, a Bloody Mary menu, and pizza all day from Pizza Hut. And they have a weekly jersey giveaway starting at 5 o'clock. Score every Sunday at the Buck. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. I got a question for you, people. Is this a fat guy thing or an everybody thing? Do y'all think about what you're going to eat like the entire day, like for dinner? Or is that just a fat guy thing? No, I think about it. Okay. I think about it constantly. All right. Chandler? Yeah. Well, I'm a fat guy, but I don't think about it all day. Interesting. I think about it because I'm trying to stay in my lane with it. Uh, okay. Like, I think about it if I have to go to, like, if I'm thinking, hmm, I feel like this for dinner, but I don't have the ingredients. I'm going to have to go to the grocery store 
on the way home. I think, what can I have that I don't have to make that's healthy? <laughs> and that's, that's fair. That's, a that's brain, fair. That's a brain tease. I've taken up cooking the last uh, year or so, Coach o. There's n- nothing better than good culinary skills on a man. I don't know if I have those yet, but I've, I've, I'm enjoying Never it. give up. Man. And adding, you know, it's like uh, I'm a chemist in there. Adding spices. And, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I got to see some of those entrees. <laughs> now, cooking doesn't count just putting a tv dinner in there and hitting 400 degrees and you're right 12 minutes i'm going uh i'm going oven i use the air fryer for just about everything now well I that's not oven. really cooking that's this guy man you know i call cooking putting it into the crock pot <laughs> you're preparing i slice the, the lemons to lay in the bottom to put the stack of chicken breast on <laughs> there you go I that's have cooking cro- i have two crock pots never use them what oh, i have man. two of them yeah i gotta get more on that I, i'm not a big crock potter put it in leave yeah it's done i i have this weird like fear of fire like, yeah fire. like it shorts out uh. and it's gonna burn my house down or something so i just i i have this irrational unplug fear your of, clocks huh <laughs> unplug i don't have clock. a clock i don't think no i don't have a clock you know i quit wearing a watch because of this i phone. wear a watch every day uh, what? I got a phone. Oh, yeah. Matt said dinner thoughts are related to age. So maybe it's not a fat guy thing. It's just a adult thing. Is he saying I'm old? What's wrong with that guy? Well, I brought it up. I think he's talking to me <laughs> more so than you. Um, did you cook last night, Clip? Oh, no, you didn't because nah, you had went trivia. To AJ's. What did I have? Oh, I had the jalapeno burger. I cooked last night. What did you cook? I had, um, it was Hungry a, Man? Nope. It was a dish my mom used to make quite a bit when I was a kid. Um, it's uh, cube steak with homemade gravy mm. and a little side Man, pot of rice. If that's not Pitt County, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it is. But it you is go to Taco good. Bell drive-thru. You want gravy with that? Yeah. Somebody yeah. brought up uh, Skyline Chili, Coach. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, love Cincinnati it. And... Love it. You can get it at Publix. Oh, yeah? In the frozen frozen food section. It's okay. good. It's delicacy a little bit. Got a little <laughs> different taste to it. But for you guys at, in your genre... It's really good at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> there you go. I'm really check that good. out, fellas. What uh, did you acclimate to the Eastern North Carolina barbecue during your time here? Yeah, still I, it today? Was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. You got any food questions for Coach Hood? How can I help you with your problems with food, Chandler? You've got uh, a lot of back, problems. Cut down on the fat content. Yeah, that's all I got for you. I went and did the keto during COVID. It worked. It lost like 60, 70 pounds. You're right with me. I'm at 72 <clears throat> right now. Man. Wow. Sean, you like are a uh, fifth grader. Are you still a walker? Are you a walker? Not as much as I used to be. Yeah. You were good on that. Yeah. Four miles a day. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> had, a lot of, had a lot of time on my hands <sighs> during COVID. Matt said yeah. about the old remark, you just have to make plans when you're grown. No offense, coach. So it's about make making plans, plans on dinner. I guess, yeah. You just have more. Especially if you're the one cooking. Like Bob Seger said in Against the Wind, in mm-hmm. the final verse, he's uh, deadlines and commitments, what to leave in, what to leave out. When you're grown, you've got more of that going on. Yeah. You know, know what you do? You just get rid of all the BS in your life. Yeah, that would help. That would help us all, definitely. You mentioned AJ's earlier. By the way, they have a new menu and have some of uh, some new additions to their menu. I think the jalapeno burger is one of them. And uh, and it was it was tasty. I know there's a good 
uh, the wings at uh, the across from the car wash. Are they a sponsor on Power Radio? No, I don't know. Okay. They should be. It's on the corner. Do you know how many car, wa- <coughs> car washes are in Greenville now? Or pawn shops? <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere you look. What's the, the <clears throat> place across from uh, on Red Bank on the corner by the bank by Truist Sports Bar? Man, it's big. I mean, I know tiebreakers. I know AJ's. No, it's Greenville and Red Bank's corner. What's he talking? Oh. There's the kickback jacks yeah says wings yeah okay baked i don't think i've ever eaten there baked i watched the ecu game there uh after a pregame show uh coach nfl championship uh sunday you can hear the games right here on pirate radio yes lamar two and three now his playoff record patrick mahomes six straight afc championships finally they're out of arrowhead where they were able to win uh on the road last week can they win an afc championship game on the road in baltimore what do you think about that one it'd be tough what's the weather what's the forecast great question i will look that up ravens are a four-point home favorite against kansas city baltimore weather sunday Is that right kansas city yep seeing some uh chance of precipitation 45 degrees little 12 mile per hour wind i will say the d coordinator for kansas city does know how to defend or contain that tremendous athlete who my son tackled solo by the way when he was at louisville (laughs) at at purdue and uh garrett and uh it's on his one moment montage i mean the 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 forty or the uh, Chiefs got to be believing they uh, we finally won a road game in the playoffs. The so, only one, well, for Patrick Mahomes, yeah, one and another. Mm-hmm. But if if they if they win, if if Baltimore wins, did you see what's uh what's the quarterback's record against NFC teams? Oh, I don't know. Do you know? I think he's lost twice. It's something crazy. I have not even seen that stat, Coach. Ooh. 30-something and two? Here's one to file away. Lamar Jackson is 20-3 and three against the NFC. Right? That is nuts. Stat to consider. Good pull, Coach Hud. Yeah. So you wouldn't think of that thing. Why? Hmm. They don't seem as much. Interesting. The uh, NFC knows how to defend them. How about... Uh, oh, good point. It's like us with... Pat White. Good point. How about uh, Niners and Lions? You get the Lions out of that dome. Get them on. Uh, they're gonna be, man. They're gonna be getting your kneecaps. <laughs> I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride. I want them to win. I like that Same. he is so old school, and he gets they they actually bump into each other and tackle and practice. You know, within reason, within the uh, collective bargaining rules. But he's still all about what you have to do to play football, which, you know, is a physical game, you know. I, I'd, I'd love to see Detroit keep going. Uh, no, Jamie, the place Coach Hud was talking about is not the Silver Bullet. That's a different establishment, I believe. Um, <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> Coach, uh, man, all right. We but got you're, all, you're, you're all going Swifty on this, aren't you? You're all in Kansas City because you're a big Taylor Swift guy. Um, Aren't you? Well, my favorite new Christmas song is Christmas Tree Farm by Taylor Swift. Great tune. Great tune. Can we just let the girl have a boyfriend? Just leave it alone. Oh, I'm with you there. Absolutely. Right. Fine with we? that. Uh, Shirley, get our final break in. Please. Hello. 
Coach Hud has she requested. She was working on her dinner menu. <laughs> Coach Hud has requested Wes be his personal producer. Kind of like a pitcher. Greg Maddox always liked to uh, yeah, have that? Eddie Perez as his yes. catcher. Coach Hud wants Wes. Just for the the laughs. Well, you came a no, day early. How about the last half hour? Uh, yeah. Charlie, you, you know. can leave early. Wes can come in. Hey, I, you're not going to get an argument out of me. <laughs> but he's, he's got to work for free. He's just. <laughs> Do you want to come in and be on the show tomorrow? Yeah, he yeah. will be here tomorrow, Coach. Wes will? At least tune yeah. in. Yeah. Again, since you're so good at reminders. <laughs> y'all remind me to remind HUD tomorrow. Alex, I that's your job. I said remind me at 4, yeah. and at 440, he reminded me. <laughs> Such a fool. My bad. Back with more after this. baby, I would swim Nothing I'd do for you that's too tough for me. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. It was a good day for the stock market. The Dow was up 242 points, finished out at 38,049. The NASDAQ was ahead 28 at 15,510. And the S&P was also up 25 points points and finished out the day at 4,894. That's your Wells Fargo Advisor stock market report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors at 756-6900 in Greenville today. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now let's head back into the show. We are out of time. Coach Hud, appreciate you joining us today. Hey, had fun. Good chat. Always. Yeah, I enjoy it. We'll, uh, We'll plan to do it next Thursday. Be great. All right. Sounds good. Chon. Yes, sir. See you tomorrow, buddy. See you tomorrow. Alex, great job. Zach. Thank you. Great work. Shirley, as always. Shirley. Hey, have a good Friday off. Yeah, I'll see you guys on Monday. See you Monday. Good luck with your dinner choices. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Huge decisions to be made. Good night, Wes. Wes, we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. Wes Hines Friday coming up, folks. Instead of Where's Waldo, Where's Wes? Get fired up for that. Uh, We will talk to you 3 o'clock Friday for the crew. I'm Cliff Brock. Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.